Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben Spoonani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long drawers. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. In another life, I would sperm some spray, and your womb wouldn't be the one that got away. The one that got away. Thank you. <laughs> we do love a bit of Katy Perry. Yeah. Katie, Katie. Such a tune. <laughs> do you ever feel like a plastic bag? All the time. <laughs> All the time. I feel like a Safeway plastic bag. I don't know why that's so specific, but you know when you just used to see those Safeway plastic bags flying because around? Safeway's not even a bite anymore. Yeah. So that makes it even worse. Yeah, I feel like a Safeway plastic bag. I'm a plastic bag relic. That's what I feel like. That's exactly what I feel like. Katy Perry came with all of the emotional songs. She did. And she really toned down her cultural appropriation as well, but we'll get into that Um Later. It wasn't really selling as much, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. I think I saw the Gwen Stefani trying to explain her own cultural appropriation and saying that it was just the time for the, you know, it was. Like, I just thought, you know, what, I don't even want to read this because I don't want to get vexed. You, uh, you escaped so much flogging. <laughs> you escaped so much pamming Gwen. Gwen, look, Gwen was doing it on such a scale that she doesn't even. She genuinely, she doesn't care now. Like, it, I, I think her exact response was, "Oh, it's, it was a long time ago." <laughs> Like, she just doesn't care. She was so blatant with it. But, my God, we enjoyed it. I love the Harajuku Sweet escape. Barbie. Sweet escape. Oh. oh. And it was actually so offensive. And, you know, she'll do that little giggle thing that they all do. Yeah. Oh, Katie. And, oh, she'll drag them around just to do the giggle. Katie, you weren't like her. That's it. That was the worst part. Was they the worst were part. silent little minions that followed her around. <laughs> and giggled. Like, and giggled. That was mad. <laughs> Few times I've been around that trap and I'm not gonna have to like that. And I would love it, and I'd be wearing crop top and following Gwen Stefani. Yeah, and then you, and you even started doing that chola yeah. makeup, oh, you know, with no. the with the thin brows. <laughs> and oh, the, the no. Katie smart. was gonna get me fucked up. <laughs> Not Katie, sorry, Gwen. Gwen was Gwen, gonna get me fucked up. All of them, up. No, and I, Gwen oh. told me how to spell bananas. B a n a n a s. Yeah, and I was about twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good way. But you know what it is? I like to, I think, I feel, it's weird because I like to more in Black Eyed Peas. Like, when she was with them, I feel like she really... When was Gwen with Black Eyed Peas? You're thinking of Fergie. Oh, shit. Yo, that's so racist. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> that's so racist. Wait, hold on. How's that racist? How's that racist? <laughs> how's honestly, that racist? No, honestly, I'm not being funny, that but how's that racist? <laughs> <laughs> so who sung, who sung G L? Fergie, because she spells her name in that as well. No, she spells it in Fergalicious. Oh, she had tunes. My humps, my humps, my humps. Yeah, and then my she lovely had, lady you know, London Bridge when she <laughs> come down Tower Bridge. 
That was the funniest one. Americans are so Americans are so dumb. Y'all are so dumb. No, I'm joking. You're not, you're not aren't dumb. You just don't know. But I just thought that was a hilarious video. The fact that loads of people were involved and not one of them realised that I just that think that they is... didn't care. They were like, is it a bridge yeah, in London? it's true. Is it a bridge in London? So it's going to do it's, it's going like to London the bridge. bridge. Yeah, that, there we go. <laughs> also, it's like you, you find, you realise that they market, they only care about the American market. Yes. No American was able to spot that. You know, I was listening to um, one of the shows that Lev watches, Coco Melon, mm. and they're singing, London Bridge is falling down, and them cartoons look so creepy. Mm. Anyway, so the, the cartoon, or maybe that is Little Baby Bum Bum, but anyway, they're singing, London Bridge is falling down. Meanwhile, the children are building Tower Bridge. I said, yeah, come and, oh, see, God. Come and see the miseducation of Lev. Oh, <laughs> Wow, <laughs> those kids will end up in construction, boy. <laughs> you need to teach them properly. <laughs> the miseducation of Lev, that's hilarious, though. <laughs> that is fucking good. That I was, was watching good. this, like, who do I write to? Because I this this episode needs to come down. Like, you can't be doing that singing London Bridge is called, uh, falling down and you're sharing Tower Bridge. Like, it's mad. Let's, be, let's get it right, guys. Yeah, but it's also in another, I think it was another American... Um, company but yeah i just i thought that all that time was really interesting yeah there were white girls that i really really liked when they were appropriating yeah. but yeah fergie and and gwen yeah definitely. the main ones the top appropriate yeah never madonna i think madonna always took it a step too far for me to feel comfortable like no. she's just always a bit too extra with it yeah yeah i didn't like that she posted a picture of herself the other day i think in a, a bandana and i just thought and then she calls, yeah, she called it a do-rag. Oh, yeah, so go away, man. Go away and just go and ask your son to moonwalk in the kitchen or something. Just oh, that, that son of his... <laughs> he's going to get rushed next time he, <laughs> when he's in public for that Michael Jackson. But he... <laughs> do you know what it is? I feel like after watching it, I did feel a bit more positive. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It did give me some healing... Some healing vibrations. You know, watching it a year down the line, I was just like, you know what? You were just dancing for yeah, your life. You, you know, were you were just, just dancing yeah. for your life. And it was such a weird time for everybody. I think if some people, especially the celebrities, go back and look at what the hell they were doing, they were doing wild things. Like they were making videos of washing their hands yeah. and like it's still up. So it's just like, yeah, it was just a really weird time. Hey yeah. guys, I hope y'all are okay. I'm just here just washing my hands and, you know, let's do this together. Being we can safe. Make, being safe and we can just make sure that we can move past this in a few weeks' time. We can all hug each other and be with each other again. <laughs> we all thought a few weeks. <laughs> we all thought a few weeks. Ah, it was I remember a weird it. time for this podcast. I was just like, what's going on? Yes. This is still so ap- uh, apocalyptic. I remember it hitting and I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll still be able to. I had Mexico in May. I was like, okay. So be able to go to Mexico in May. Let me just, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> we are in May 2021. I have it's not, gonna I be have not smelt. <laughs> <laughs> You're on one today. <laughs> May 2021. I haven't even smelt Mexico. I can't even spell Mexico. May. Have you, have you been on an airplane? No. That's I think it. the last time I went, I was on the airplane was what? Amsterdam last in August. And yeah. that was like a, Oh, so you have a you had a teeny respite, and then it was just like get back yeah, in there, get yeah, back in there yeah. now. Yeah, anyway, welcome. Oh yeah, welcome, Jesus. welcome, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, mm-hmm. suck your mom. Thank you for coming back for another week. And if this is your first time, don't write to me just yet. Just listen to the podcast. You know, You're, I can hear you on the mic. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, but yeah, don't don't write to me just yet. Um, 
give it a little while let 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 it all simmer and big up yourselves who went to go and listen from episode one all the way to where you are now you've caught up on all the episodes so it means that you won't meet me in person and be asking me if i've considered doing a live show or anything of the sort Shots. <laughs> but um yeah i think that that would that's that's great great i'm kalechi Okafor. and i am steady playing with the mic here <laughs> yeah really fiddling with yeah the mic um, but it's so sensitive, these mics, like you'll just brush past them, it'll just be doing so it's weird. Um, yeah, I feel like as my profile is growing, I really need to maybe decide on how my name will be pronounced, my surname, because I know I've anglicised it for the unseasonables for so many years, but I actually think maybe I should just move to Okafor, because you lot have bullied me to that extent Okafor. now. Yeah, Okafor. Um, so maybe I might do that. So you, you usually say Okafor. Yeah. Yeah, when people present, they're like, oh, yes, we are now here with Kelechi Okafor. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just so used to that. I'm so used to it. it. Like, and because it just saves syllables. But actually... But it's even the thing where I noticed that, like, if you're going to say it that way, so yeah, all right, cool, you'll be talking to hi, my name is Kelechi Okafor. Like, yeah. it's, or automatically, it changes your way of speaking. <laughs> so I Okafor. would just stick with Okafor. But that's what it is, Kelechi Okafor, right? But yeah, I would but be the, saying Okafor. No, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you say Okafor. Yeah. But you stick with Okafor. No, I say Okafor, but I'm thinking of... Tra- Change it yeah, to Okafor. Yeah, so the yeah, you see Okafor. can leave me alone. Yeah, but the Okafor, you see how it's changing the, the voice. Yeah. I would stick with Okafor. Okafor. Jesus Christ. I, mean, that's, <laughs> I would stick with Okafor. Jesus. Why are your name so hard? Why are your name so hard, man? But, um, yeah. We'll just call you O. Kelechio. Kelechio. Can I call you Kelly? Kelly O. <laughs> Kelly Osborne. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I was thinking about it, but I guess it's just, I just need to leave it alone. I'm happy with how it is, I guess. But the Ebos keep bullying me. Oh, they'll catch on. Yeah. Catch there is on. not a time, especially because now after the George Floyd, um, special that Richie, Shawnee B and myself, we did for BBC One Extra. It now lives on iPlayer, so you can go and catch my outfit, my look, and also hear Important Conversation, obviously. Um, it's going to be on BBC iPlayer for the rest of... Um, for, 12, for 12 months, so you've got all the time to go and watch it, but I would advise doing that ASAP, because you saw my cute pics on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're like, how do I go on BBC iPlayer? Well, you clearly also have not been playing, paying attention to the podcast because you can go and get ExpressVPN and you can go and use that to um, wherever you are in the world to oh, sign into yeah. yeah to sign into BBC iPlayer and and watch it. Um, so yeah, so th- I was just thinking about it when I saw that, and I was just like, without fail, somebody's going to DM me and say, "Hi, Kalechi, I hope you don't block me, but why do you pronounce your name like that?" <laughs> You get that all the time. All the time. I hope you don't block me, but let me ask you an audacious question. Or I hope you don't block me, but here's me sending you screenshots of something very fucking creepy that I've been searching you on. But People also, you must find, I think we mentioned this before, because, you know, you have um, got footballers with your name, right? Yes. Your surname, or is it your first name? Uh, my first name. And surname, And, sure and surname yeah, basketball players, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. He's, oh, I was, I was going to make a point, but yeah. Yeah, doesn't really yeah. make sense. But I think the football, I think we're even from the same state, Imo State. Well, it could be a brawl. No. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're ruling that out already. You already have a sibling with the same name as you. I find that funny. Don't no, you? no. He's so called Nkechi. Nkechi. Yeah. No, oh. sorry. No, I have a sister called Nkechi. <laughs> wow. I have, a brother, I have a brother called Ikem. Yeah. Ikem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fake sibling. <laughs> 
sung me to them. Imagine if they listen to the podcast and they have to go curl in the corner like, we're not her real siblings. No, no. your siblings are the ones you grow up with. Then you have the ones that you're related to. Wow. It's just, it's just. I mean, I, even when I think of, you know, when people say, oh, like, how many brothers and sisters have you got? I just got one brother, one sister. But then That's I could, true. I could technically go into it and say, you know, my yeah. dad has four other kids yeah, with yeah. two other women <laughs> and, yeah, i mean we could really go into it but as far as i'm concerned you got know I me mean? like it's what you grow up with that's actually true not racist or anything not, not, racist. <laughs> <laughs> not racist or anything i don't want to hurt your feelings but i don't want to be your friend anymore and i'm sorry that your grandma died <laughs> you can't force me to be your friend can't force me to be your sibling wherever that girl is <laughs> force me to be your sibling but no i i think of like my younger siblings and i've got two younger sisters and i do think about them sometimes when oh. people go oh um well, how many siblings do you have and i've got like i say oh i've got two brothers it's like no you don't connect you, you have, have more than that. you have way more siblings than yeah, what you just said be. um but yeah you need to get you in the group picture with them that would be amazing do you know that I would think be... you do need that though to just to show not to show people you can show your son and you get know what i mean like yeah I feel like the ones that I really find really uncanny are my two younger sisters, though. They look exactly like me. Oh, well, wow, yeah. yeah. One, I think you not said so that you much. mentioned that there's one that's... The youngest one. Oh, okay, yeah. She just looks like me. It's weird. How old is she now? She must be, like, I don't know, 18. I could be wrong. She could probably be very well 21. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just changing her age about, but I think she's about 18. But yeah, even when she was, like, tiny, she just looked like the tiny version of me, what I looked like when I was that age. Mm. Papa took my dad's face as well. Oh. But yeah, interesting times. Anyway, that's enough of that. I'm sure that some of you are trying to put my family tree together, the ones that say that you have dreams of me and you know my life, weirdos. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so let's get into the tarot. That's actually me, not the people who have generally have dreams, but there was somebody that was trying to be doing the most and that was just annoying. Um, so let's get into the tarot for this week then. Um, and the question for Spirit for this month, uh, if you're not on Patreon, because um, Patreon, they've got their pick a par reading. The question for Spirit for this month as we enter into June is, you know, what is the focus for this month? What are you needing us to release? What are you? Yeah, ideally, what are you needing us to release? What are you needing us to focus on letting go of? And the first card that comes out is the Ten of Wands being preoccupied busy doing nothing is the it's the image that comes to mind you know like and i've been guilty of that as well like you ask me oh, i'm busy i'm busy i'm busy i'm busy but then if you look at the actual thing i'm doing i have no business actually doing that thing because one i should have probably delegated it to somebody but i'm sorting that now now that i have a pa i'm putting some other people in place as well so it gives me more time to do other bits but you know I, you're just busy doing the things that god did not call you to fucking do like you're you have time. Nobody doesn't have time. You have time, but you're not using your time in the most effective way possible. So when it comes to the things that maybe you do want to do, because you've expended so much time doing what you sh had no business doing, you now don't have time, if that, if you're getting that. And so it's being more... Um, being more proactive, like that 10 of one's energy, like not being able to see the wood for the trees, like so busy, like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, that you're not even focusing maybe on your home life. Maybe you're not even focusing on your physical health in the way that you should. Or 
maybe you are focusing on your physical health, but you're not focusing on your mental health. It's just that energy of you're so focused on one thing that it means you're not doing the other thing when actually there has to be a, be a balance. There has to be a way that you're dealing with all of this. And the other way that this is coming out to me, some of you need to release the kind of work that you're doing for other people in your relationship. So this is non-gender specific in this case, but we've got the king of wands in reverse. Doing for people that can do for themselves. Like, oh, no, 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 they need me to do it for them because if I don't do it, they're not going to do it the right way. And you know what? So fucking what? If, if it's their life and they don't want to do the thing the right way, that's their fucking business at the end of the day. But you have all the things that you need to be doing for your life and then you're going to take on the things that they should be doing for their life and, oh, they don't know how to do it. So you're trying to do it for them when king of wands in reverse says that they are very very capable very very capable of doing it and actually they're not going to show the gratitude that you're expecting when you do the thing for them because they they didn't see value in the thing otherwise they should have done it for themselves in the first place right so that's also where the energy is here but for some people um who are just trying to find a balance and it's really about themselves it's being being more authoritative when it comes to your time you can't save everybody. Not every friend that's in distress that you have to drop all your things for to go rushing off to go and help. Like, be more diligent with where you're using your time. Um, and so, therefore, you're not resentful when it gets to the end of the day. And you're like, oh, I didn't even get to do this thing. Oh, I was going to, you know, I was going to sign up for therapy. But then I don't finish work till this time. And then when I finish work, I've got to do this and got to do that. Well, you've got to make the time. The time isn't going to magically appear. You're going to have to decide, well, you know what? I'm dedicating this hour to doing this thing. And that's that. You can't keep saying that time is getting away from you. And then we've got the justice card in reverse, a Libra card very much there. Like always trying to balance it and carry and juggle everything for everybody else. This is showing us that things are out of balance, right? So what you need to let go of is this idea of like, expending yourself um in spaces where you don't actually need to be nobody you don't need to be there and for some of you it could be even a career thing because things are being done through um through zoom and all of that and online at the moment you're taking on extra work instead of saying actually no just because i'm at home doesn't mean that i'm not doing my work like i'm doing the work so you're not now going to give me extra work because i didn't commute today you can fuck off right and some of you are doing that because you're hoping to be promoted king of wands in reverse if you're wanting to be promoted somebody that wants to move further into a leadership role um role leaders need to know how to say no right and if you're just accepting everything that they keep asking you to do accepting accepting because you're hoping that when it gets to your appraisal you'll be like well look at all the things that i did and they'll be like yeah well actually they don't contribute to how we decide on who gets a raise and who gets a promotion meanwhile you've been working yourself to the ground um hoping that it will make everything more robust you're not going to get the outcome that you're hoping for for the things that you're doing so why don't you just stop doing them and focus on the things that will actually make you happy do as much as you need to do within your mental and emotional um, uh, capacity and then leave the rest because you can't come and kill yourself in this 2021 that should have taught you enough that prior to you know pre-pandemic people were performing people were performing and it's time to stop the performance and just live your life and just be and if the company stops patting you on the back or your friends stop saying, oh my God, you're such a good friend because you drop everything in your life for me, then, you know, so be it. But you've got to, you've got to make space for the good. And that justice card makes me think about, um, you know, makes me think about Saturn even, how you're going to be stressed because you're like, why isn't my life moving the way that I want it to move? 
but Saturn's in your way because Saturn's like, but you haven't learned the lessons that you need to learn. I'm not going to give you um, the pass to move into the next stage of your life. If you're going to take behavior, that's only going to stop you um, from actually flourishing in the next stage of your life. And I say that because the other day um, I was picking Lev up from nursery and we were just, you know, um, pushing him in his stroller, walking down the street. And I love how like God speaks to me in different way, um, different ways, like spirit will speak to me in different ways. Right. And so my mind is racing now. My mind is racing and I'm just thinking various thoughts and thinking of all the responsibilities I have, you know, everything that I've got to do. And then suddenly, because the best way for, and I've, um, this is the relationship I've cultivated with like spirit and with my um, guardian angels um, over time, right? I prefer to receive things through music. I've always said I don't like things being moved. I like re like receiving messages through music. But I know that if I'm not paying attention, that's when something will move, right? Um, like something will drop from from nowhere. Um, so anyway, I'm walking, I'm pushing the stroller, and my mind is just going everywhere, and I'm thinking of all the things that I need to do, and I'm not being in the present. And then suddenly, a car is going by, and then it stops at the traffic lights. And I, the specific phrase I was meant to hear is Jay Z, "You ever seen Saturn? No, not the car, but everywhere we are." Look at the time I saved you. Mama, let me upgrade you. I said, yo. So spirits, you're vibing to Jay-Z and Beyonce. Wow. But it's the fact that I needed to catch that specific line. And it's about Saturn. It's about the fact that you're not going to be able to. I, and I've been feeling like that way. Like, oh, I just feel like I'm on the precipice of something um, great emerging, but I just feel like I'm still being held at some kind of doorway where it's like, oh, we need to see your past for this, that we need to see that you've learned this. We need, we need to see that you've learned this. Once you showed us that, you're, you're welcome to get, you know, basically show your boarding pass. You're about to fly. Show me your boarding pass that you can actually get on to this flight. And so that was the energy. And what was beautiful about it was that at the same time, it was spirit saying like, Mama, let me upgrade you. Like I'm, tr I'm trying to manifest. I'm trying to realize the things that you have set as your intentions. You, you've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and said you want these things, and I'm trying to make them happen for you. But you're still wanting to hold on to behavior that's not going to serve you where you're going. Whether that's um, um, fear or or shame or um, anxiety, just all of these things, um overcompensating you know in terms of oh i feel like as a way of protecting myself i need to do everything for everybody around me no you don't have to do that focus on yourself what are you doing for yourself i'm not going to let you move from this point until you realize that you are queen that you are the one that's deserving first and foremost of your own energy once i know that you've gotten that you can have all the other things but if you think i'm going to give you the other things that you've prayed for only for you to be overwhelmed and then look after yourself less you're having a fucking laugh. So that message came to me at such the right time. And I just, I, I did not laugh out loud in public because you know, people are weird before they come and grab me now. Um, but um, I did smile to myself and I said, thank you spirit. Cause I heard that message loud and clear. Like I heard the exact thing that was meant to hear in that moment. And that's what I pray for you. Like the messages find you at the times that the messages need to find you. And from, um, uh, the card deck by our baby boy Kevin Morosky. Um, his deck is called Affirmations for Your Head Top and Other Things to Say to Yourself. The card that came out is um, Wagwan Badamanin, Can't Come Good at Evening. So it's okay to stop the day. Yeah, that's true. And at the same time, I feel like it's saying that things don't change. 
yeah? What you met that is trash in the morning will, guess what, guess what? It's going to be trash in the evening. So behaviours that are not serving you any longer, you can't drag them into the next stage of your life and be like, no, actually, when we get there, that's when they're going to make sense. It's not going to make sense. So let it go now. Let it go now so you can move more smoothly into the next stage that you're being called to. And the final card, no, sorry. Um, (laughs) Then the card we get from the spiritual seasoning for the soul deck that so many of you now have is will the worrying you're doing right now change a single thing about yesterday or tomorrow? And that was literally the state, the mind state that I was in. And this card is orange as well, making me very much think of Saturn. But um, you worry, worry, worry. I'm such a worrier, right? And that's why I have to distance myself sometimes on social media. And I keep stressing what my boundaries are because I take on other people's worries and things like that. So I'm such a, like, I care about everything i'm worrying about everything and at the same time that depletes my energy and it just leaves me debilitated right so this card is one of those um lessons that goes with the jay-z um lyric as well like like there's so much more out there for you to think about and for you to truly soar and to experience like let yourself be upgraded and be present like there's so much love waiting for you in the present moment but you want to go and live in the past and you want to go and live somewhere in the future just because you feel like you can control what those outcomes are when really all that you can do is accept the present moment so that's that card and then a final card um i was preempting that 24 time for a nap sorry my um hay fever is doing the madness let's see what it says for 24 time for a nap found the page straight away uh the oracle's message says this is a time to step away and rest let the cares of your world go Go into a state of non-action and allow yourself to be free of the shackles of your goals, your lists, your desires. Nothing is as important as rest, detachment and neutrality. The overly busy mind can block you from inner wisdom. If you don't step back, take a seat and rest. Be willing to let dreams surface and ideas flow through you. Absent any force or conscious direction as you observe without engagement now. Relationship message says, when it comes to matters of the heart, Don't make any plans right now. If you're not partnered, it's good to take this time out to get to know yourself. If you're involved with someone, relax and just be with your partner. This is going to be an uneventful moment in time. Don't force anything now. Allow things to flow naturally and a beautiful renewal will take place all by itself. Patience is the key to your heart's desire right now. Withdraw from action in your relationship and give it a rest so that your love and connection can become rejuvenated. Prosperity message says this is a great time to take a break from your busy schedule and allow yourself the opportunity to step back. Your plans are meant to be put on ice. Your goals can wait. Dream, imagine and let go of attachments to any outcome now. Meditate and take a holiday if you can. Lol. Um, Things will speed up soon enough. After a break, you may want to make some changes. Epiphanies have an an amazing way of arising when you take your focus off your to-do list and allow yourself to rest. Protection message says you are a human being, not a human doing. Is it possible you're suffering from workaholism? Don't drag me. Could you be the one who thinks it's your job to save everyone? Oh, Lord. To be there for everyone and to go, 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 go until you can barely see straight. You've gone as far as you can. You've worked hard and nourished people and projects. But now you are an empty well and have no reserves for others or for yourself. Don't let your ego keep you um, going full speed when your body and spirit need rest exhaustion is calling you to stop what you're doing altogether and take a break if you don't the appearance of this card could pretend possible um, illness that stems from being totally overwhelmed you will feel like a new person if you take that break do it now 
And you know why that message is important? Because Mercury went retrograde yesterday, right? And so Mercury's retrograde at the moment. I swear Saturn is, and I want to say Pluto, but I could be wrong. I have to check that. But definitely um, um, Mercury is retrograde. And so plans are going to be a bit skewed anyway. Communication is going to be a bit skewed anyway. So there's no point trying to like rush to do extra bits when people aren't going to fucking understand what you're trying to do anyway. So just slow down slow down slow down you can't come and kill yourself and if anyone doesn't like you i'm I'm like it or like you oh well oh well i'm gonna do my job like it's gonna sound so like really really weird but especially for the black people who are listening to this podcast my black baby boys baby girls and baby non-binaries do less do less For, for for a few weeks just do less you've done enough i trust that the people that listen to this podcast you have sense and you're great at what you do um i'm saying that within reason if you're doing stuff for me don't do less like i need my things on time <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking no honestly um because i'm collaborating on uh, a few things at the moment but honestly just take a moment to when i say do less like rather than rushing and like i'm gonna send the email now i'm gonna send this now i'm gonna do this now read over it does this make sense does this tie in with this slow down and just check things because this rush especially is black people to be hyper productive and make sure that you're doing this and you're doing that and you want to appear to be busy rare 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 could mean that you're fucking things up and you're and you're slipping up on things and you're making some wild mistakes that you don't need to be making so take a moment take some moments and just slow down do less say less even especially for me i know around this time i need to say less because no matter what i say i'll say x all that people will hear is B and C. So say less because communication is just going to be a little bit wild and that's okay. So anyway, that's the tarot for this week. Period. Yeah. How does that resonate for you? You know, if you don't say anything, they can't mix your words. True. They can't put words in your mouth. True. So say less, say nothing at all. It makes me think of um, that song by Sierra. So, uh... So, oh, when she was singing, uh, singing about Bow Wow and loving a short guy. We've <laughs> <laughs> got some height shaming hair now. Uh oh. <laughs> what was the other, other thing? Was called? He, no, no, she's talking about with the drug dealer, like, oh, how he slings coke, how he does this, and so. Uh, so what? But she learned so what? Well. Oh, <laughs> oh, she did. She did. <laughs> she she turned so her life around, boy. <laughs> She said, it makes me laugh. It still makes me laugh to this day when people ask her for a prayer. She said what the prayer was. They said, shut the fuck up. They said, shut the fuck up. She told us to level up and we were triggered. And stop walking in the spirit of girlfriend. That's what she said. She said, walk in the spirit of wife. Walk in the spirit of wife. I was harping on. I was like, you don't need to be speaking to people like that. (laughs) Meanwhile, she's still walking in the spirit of wife. On her third child. Living her life. Living her life. Is it her third or fourth child? Third. Oh yes, fair, 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 yes. she's got yeah, yeah. Oh Sierra. I was thinking about I know it's random, right? But I was thinking about it the other day, right? And I saw someone tweet it. Like whoever made up that rumour about her being a, a, a hermaphrodite. Yeah. They they should actually get sued or go to jail because you have to think about it, that rumour spread so viciously before yeah. social media. Yes. And I believe that I thought Sierra's maybe she's a bit different to what we've seen. Before social media was really popping like that. But you see, when somebody loves you, they don't pay attention to the rumours, you know, because Russell Wilson, I want to say the other one, that's hiding out in Bali for being um, a predator. Russell Simmons. Yeah. (laughs) But Russell Wilson, he saw that and he was like, no, that's my boo. 
That's the one that, <laughs> that was to. years after the, no, the rumors. No, but that's what I'm though. saying. But sometimes, sometimes I think that people um, have these rumors out about themselves. Maybe not similar to Sierra's, right? But they have a rumor out about themselves, and they're like, "Oh, nobody's ever gonna love me or come." You know, I'm not gonna get um, a partner because this thing. No, because the person for you doesn't give a yeah, shit about what anyone get... what, what anyone is saying. I guess Future didn't give a shit first. Well, well Future yeah. didn't, but yeah. she still doesn't still give a shit. Still doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he was that was his like his sixth baby mom or something. Oh gosh. But yeah, still love Sierra though. Yeah, so Sierra is my girl, man. And I just, isn't it weird how you kind of like grow up with people like Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, they now have children. But more so for me, Sierra has children and we were doing that Matrix backbend, you know, in the clubs. You know, she did it in the goodies video wearing crop tops and I went and copied and then now we have children. It's just so weird. I remember, look, if I remember one thing, you always love Sierra. I remember that first video i saw of goodies yes and you would get up and you would do that routine i would do the routine change my entire wardrobe literally sierra was she was like she was 2008 i finished uni i said hey family i'm leaving (laughs) i'm moving to atlanta to go and find sierra (laughs) and what was funny was that nobody tried to stop me no No, mommy was like okay literally we let you go that's what you need to do for your life you go and find sierra and the narrator chimes in she never found sierra (laughs) (laughs) but i'm hopeful yes Yes, i I am am. (laughs) oh no sierra was a it was a very interesting time she's such an amazing dancer i don't think people actually deep it enough like she is an incredible dancer and i get annoyed when people say she can't sing because she can she can sing she's not a strong vocalist but some people other people aren't that told her to go and um, you know, good luck booking the stage that you're that you speak of. They were on par, <laughs> singing wise. They were on par. No, they're not. Rihanna's a better singer. Than no. Well. Okay, well, I'm not going to get into it. But Rihanna's. It, you must have. You, you probably haven't um, seen the Love on the Brain performance. That's literally the song I was thinking of in my head. You're like, <laughs> I have to say that in that performance. It was phenomenal. Like absolutely, absolutely killed it. Like that, all her singing lessons really came through there. (laughs) There you are. Good luck booking that stage you speak of. Yeah, but at the time that she said it, they should have been talking about many things. I don't know. I think I think that performance-wise and in terms of the backing that she had, um, in terms of management, Rihanna was in a stronger position than. So she could say that to her, but she wasn't saying it from musicality. She was saying it from simply having stronger management and having more performance currency, right? But mm. then, um, but then she saying that Rihanna did go and put in the work to train her vocals. So by the time we got that love on the brain performance, it was gorgeous. And then once she did that and proved that she could hold her um, her notes mm-hmm. and hold her own, she was like, I'm going to go and do the fashions more. And then and she, she left, left it. Yep. And I thought that that was really cute. Like, oh, you all said I needed to work on my singing. Here you go. Now I'm going off to go and do the things that I want to do. And Sierra just kind of stayed there. Fine. And, you know, Sierra never worked on her singing. That's my point. Like, but she, she didn't How Sierra to, was singing back she had then. auto-tune. Yeah, but how Sierra was singing back then is how she's singing back now. Yeah, and that's now. true. And I, and there I, hasn't I, and been I don't any mind. progress. There Not hasn't been any sort bit. of progress singing-wise. one bit. But she's kept up with her dancing. But she still does the whispery. Yeah. 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 So I can I can handle that. But Rihanna, I feel like Rihanna is probably our generation's Whitney. Like Whitney Houston. Um, thank you so much for coming to this podcast. It's been wonderful. I will just leave it here. We will never speak of this episode wow. again. Thank you so much. Whitney. Whitney Houston. That's Whitney. disgraceful. Disgraceful in what sense? How could Rihanna ever be this generation's Whitney? 
What, uh, what are you talking about? Look. No, no, you're the one that suggested it. <laughs> how, how fucking dare you? You make an inflammatory statement. And they say, what do I mean? It's not inflammatory. I don't feel like it's inflammatory as well. I, look, it's down to opinion. I feel like when it comes no, to... No, you can't do white girls. It's just my opinion. It's just my opinion, though, because you get me, when it comes to vocal ability, when it comes to the look, when it comes to Wait, the no, attitude... Wait, no, 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 no. Go back to what you just when said. When it comes then. to vocal ability... Crack must be free. <laughs> Crack must be oh, free this just, weekend. I, I, Vocal ability, Rihanna and Whitney Houston. Okay, so look, even Rihanna would slap you. No, she wouldn't. Honestly, <laughs> look, when I'm thinking about vocal ability, I have to compare two songs. So I'm, I'm, I'm comparing. Um, it's not right, but it's okay to take a bow. Do you get me? If we put, you know, if what? we put those two songs. Usually, I try to stand in the doorway of the listeners attacking you. No, but no, no, no. <laughs> look, and look. Let me tell you, the listeners are going to shock you today because you have to remember, we have some really young listeners. Yeah, they they understand what I mean. So it's a thing where it's like if you if you put even production wise that is a disrespect. No. It's not right, but it's okay comparing it to take a bow. You can't sing it to make. It. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sing the point. Sing but the song I'm just making sure you know that because you're saying you're disagreeing, so I'm making sure you know the song that you're disagreeing with. Friday night, you and your boys went out to, to eat. eat. Yeah. Do you know how iconic that is? Dum, 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 dum. No, do you don't know get me wrong. It's not. It's, it's, I wouldn't be comparing it if it wasn't. Dark iconic. Child Nine Nine. Yes. Dark Child. Dark Child. Nah. Dark Child from a stick bomb. <laughs> Dark Child. Do you get what I mean? I'm sticking to my point. And as far as I'm I wouldn't concerned, let you even have Full Moon. Full Moon with Brandy. Brandy. I wouldn't let you have that in comparison to Rihanna. But Whitney. Mm-hmm. No, the Brandy's. Don't get me wrong. Brandy's the vocal bible. But I think when we're talking about vocal ability, she's a little bit different to Whitney. Oh, so you can see that difference, but you can't see the difference between, between the Rihanna. listeners. I'm telling you, everyone would agree with me when it comes to it's. And do you know what is? It's not just it, about vocal ability, and I'll be honest in saying that vocal ability isn't the main thing. But it was it's the first the, thing you mentioned. Yeah, fine. But I'll say if I'm ranking it, I'll say it's the second thing. But mainly, it's that look and the attitude. I'll let you have that. Fine. It's the look and the attitude, and the second is the vocal ability. I would not put vocal ability there, but okay, fine. You can have that. There we are. In terms of attitude, in terms of quote unquote sass. Yes. In yes. terms of look, um, hits. No, I guess technically, yeah. Hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Reese had She's hits. She's had hits. Yeah, hits. Yeah, yeah. Whitney has had but hits. But they're from a hits. different time. They are from a different time, but that's why I compare So it's would Rihanna okay. have survived at the same time as Whitney? Oh my God, definitely. Okay, now you now I know crack is free in this area. Because what? what I don't, that makes no sense whatsoever. Music of the sun. Yes. Next to Whitney Houston. Hey, Mr. DJ, come down <laughs> here, you <laughs> You're trolling. At this, I, I at this point, I am sure, I'm sure you're trolling. I am not. Anyway, you. let's pick up this week's um, 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 uh, sponsors. I even forgot what they are. Sponsors of the show, Skillshare, who obviously <laughs> should have a course that they're weighing in on whatever the fuck was just said now. <laughs> Be right back. So, obviously, I don't know if, um, you know, Skillshare was around when Rihanna decided to work on her vocals and, and you know, work on the fashions that she's been serving and the beauty things that she's been serving us, but maybe not, you know? So, um, but you can, you can jump on Skillshare and witness your own trans- transformation as you turn small steps into giant leaps. Skillshare makes it possible. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning, with so much to explore real projects to create and the support of fellow creative um creative skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth now they've got some amazing classes at the moment that you can take and i know that people love an infographic um so there's this car um this course that you can take 
that's called artivism artivism like activism but artivism um creates inspiring art for change and that's taught by nicholas smith so that would be might be interesting for you to um check out um yeah it's just um one of those things where you have to consider that practice makes progress it's not about perfection it's really just about leveling up like sierra would say advancing towards a goal that's achievable with short lessons and hands-on projects there's nothing better than getting better accomplishing growth is extremely satisfying and do something you you know couldn't do yesterday with classes designed for real life skillshare is also incredibly affordable especially when compared to um, in-person pricey classes an annual subscription is less than ten dollars a month so explore your creativity at skillshare.com forward slash straws and get a free trial of premium membership that's skillshare.com that's s-k-i-l-l-s-h-a-r-e.com forward slash straws to go and get your life all right let's get back to the show let's move on to share your magnificence Woo, woo, woo. Okay, there's a um, couple of letters for this week from um, Share Your Magnificence. And I just think that we should try and get through as many letters as we can because you've got an announcement, haven't you? I do have an announcement, guys. I do have an announcement. The moment I... that you've all been waiting for or not waiting for, you were hoping would not come. Should I tell them now? Yes, that okay. would be ideal. Hey, I will tell you now. So, guys, June... Wait, wait, wait. What date should I give? The date that you wanted to hear. Okay, why, well, okay, why are you yeah. fostering so, now? Because you know they're going to come and front you in your comments. <laughs> okay, so June 13th, which is the episode coming out on June 14th. Yes. Is my last podcast Aww. for now. Yes. How do I <laughs> say goodbye, goodbye to parts okay. we had? <laughs> the good time. That made us laugh when you got songs wrong, <laughs> and I'll keep with me the memories <laughs> of all the songs fucked up today. But it's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye to Sadiq. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys. Me and Ghana. I am, yeah. Well, look, I have to say, it's not even an emotional time, but it has been a ride. <laughs> yes. It has been a wild ride. I literally went from staying in my little corner of the world yes. to have you guys, to having you guys mentioning me linking well not linking but connecting to yes. so many people yeah um so yeah it's just been amazing i i genuinely i'm so shocked i've been on for a year you've been on for a year isn't that absolutely mad? crazy consistently right right wow. and then to think that i started well i'm still a guest in residence so that's all it was meant to be you were just like okay no you come on um try it for a few episodes and see if you like yeah it. yeah a little bit forceful. Yeah, I was, but, for, I was forceful. Was I mean, that's because the thing is, you know, me. Yeah, but the thing is, why I love it is because you know me. You know yes. that there's, there's certain things that you have to push me to. I'm very stubborn. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, I try and be as minimally stubborn with you. Yes. Um, I literally had to bring the kit to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, but yeah, guys, it's just it's just that time. It's not like oh, you will never hear my voice again. Yeah, you will definitely hear this loud, annoying, muffly voice. No, they love but, your voice. Um, yeah, I just think it's just it's just that time in it. It's just yeah. like you know, you come, you know. I feel like I came at the most, I came at the most interesting time because you know yeah. I came in June. We had a few things going on, yeah. you know, yeah. and then you know loads of different things to go through. So I feel like it's it's right. It was... Yeah, and I feel, I feel like that's just your Pisces energy as well, isn't it? I wonder what transits were taking place for this year for you to have been, you know, committed to this for, for a year. What was mm. happening in with your Mercury? Because mm. that would have been interesting because prior to this, like you said, I could not for love nor money get, and I even offered you money to get you on the show no. and you were like, nope, not doing it. And I was like, but people need to experience the greatness that I see all the time. But you got people through such a very difficult time just being able to have your laughter and even me i'm saying people but you know i i would have probably stopped this podcast at some point during the panoramic if it hadn't been for the fact that i know that we're doing it together and it actually Mm -hmm. lightens it and gives us a chance to kiki yeah yeah Yeah, so but you know we'll talk about all of that as we get close i'm just whacking up the mic as we get closer to the day so you've got two episodes left with sadiq so what i would like for you to do for me send me the episode title and the timestamp for um, timestamp for some of your favorite bits from Sadiq. Oh, the the best bits that you have had um, with Sadiq. Um, send me a timestamp for it because I'm gonna make that what probably one of the you know make that the last episode. Um, do a share your magnificence where we have all of Sadiq's best bits. Oh, I think that, <laughs> I feel like that would oh, be no. hilarious. It's like I'm being evicted from the house. <laughs> You know, I always it was always my dream to have like a best bits that I could watch on yeah. TV. Like I always, I always make a joke. I was like, oh, when I die, I want to see my best bits. What the fuck? But no, seriously, I want to see my best bits. I want to see it all on a big, huge screen. Like the bits you forgot. You're like, right, I did that. Yeah. Wow. God, wow. you were watching that. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, it's been real. But then that's that's your that's your warning because I know some of you. I watch you like um in the comments. Uh, on Twitter saying what, what date is it what do they say a date because I need to know no we can stop Aww. this we can get a petition together like there's no petition in the world but I think I think that's what I love about you know the nature of podcasts and all of that like you, you can you you miss someone but you've all, you've got so many episodes to listen to do yes. you know what I mean yeah and like even the people that like the new people the new listeners yeah. you know it will be you know by the time they caught up to you know all the episodes I'm on I might even be on another one I don't, <laughs> do you know what I mean you know, there's loads of episodes to get through, so yeah, it's good, guys. So yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see. You know, it's I've gotten so used to being you being here now that I'll probably be like, oh hi everybody, it's it's just me. Hello, <laughs> hello. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be it'll be fun. We'll get back in the yeah, swing of it. We'll get into it, and I'll just be screaming down the mic at you as I was doing prior to um, <laughs> Sadiq arriving, just shouting at you <laughs> about the world. Um, but yeah, anyway, first letter says, Dear Kelechi, a while back I wrote to you with a nomination for my friend's creative process as an iconic example for Share Your Magnificence. And whilst you didn't read the letter on that week's episode, I feel the act of me sending you an email and it arriving in your inbox was enough for magic to strike because here I am with the level up on the um, same Share Your Magnificence. My original email read something like this. For Share Your Magnificence, I'd like to nominate the iconic baby girl uh, Delali. Uh, let me introduce you to Delali's artistic work, which she produces under the name Volta Him. 
Um, in January 2021, Delali's new single, Coastside, was released on all the streaming platforms. This follows her EP, Clean, from July 2018. Not being on social media, Delali simply dropped the link on her new track in a message and said, share it with the world. I love her confidence. Um, which is one of the reasons I'm writing to you, Kalechi. Could you please assist me in sharing Delali's work with the world? Delali is a truly iconic baby girl. She's currently hermiting in Canberra, working on a huge new body of work, which I eagerly await for the release of it. It will be nothing short of elite vibes. Over the last two years, Delali has continually been di um, dedicated to her world-making uh, uh, healing and artistic craft. This includes recently being selected into a mentorship program for emerging artists. When going into the interview for the program, Delali's angle was making sure that the program was the right fit for her. She isn't out here clout chasing <clears throat> like so much of what the art scene is doing. Another reason for a Magnificence nomination, though, where I'd love if you could please work your Magnificence, Kalechi, is if in reading this letter out, could the SYM community please spend a moment pre uh, praying, manifesting, sending thoughts and vibes to the people reading over Delali's application at the Australia Council for the Arts, PPCA Sound Recording Partnership Grant to ensure that they are not wayward and skim past Delali's application, but actually realise that she's a baby girl deserving of this grant to provide the funds for Delali to continue um, finishing her body of work. End of the first email. Okay. While we were still manifesting Delali's success with the PPCA Sound Recording Partnership Grant, can we please give a shout out to the fact that Delali's application for the 2021 APRA Professional Development Awards has progressed to the second round of judging. Delali's application was one of 950 entries um, applicants. So in itself, this is a huge achievement. But we are out here to see Volta Him listed on the shortlist on June 1st, following the next round of judging panels and as a winner on the 24th of June. Because Delali is a true baby girl and composes nothing short of amazing work, it's so exciting to see friends work uh, making leaps and bounds in the world. I love that in last week's episode, you spoke about how Brie Runway was quietly doing her thing, working away on her craft for years because becoming big I'm sorry, before becoming big. It reminded me of Delali's practice and the path that she's on. Here's the link to the tunes of Volta Him. And who knows if you're in Ghana after this pandemic, keep an eye out for a Volta Him live performance. Many blessings and thank you for SYM from a friend who loves to see their friends living and enjoying their baby lives. What a lovely message. So lovely. So um, big up Volta Him, you know, um, I love that, that people are just out here making music, making vibes. That name sounds familiar, Volta Him. Really? Yeah, you did the face. I was like, I've, I feel like I've heard of that. Oh. But yeah. I'll no, I love that. Try and jack my memory. Yeah, I love that. So you can check out Volta Him and support the ting. And, you know, let's hope that, you know, um, Delali wins all of the bits. That's B-O-L-T-E-R Him. B-O-L-T-A. And then Volta Him. Yeah. <clears throat> but thank you for clarifying because that's true and the next letter let's see what we've got here um here we go share magnificence um hi Kalechi. i hope you're well i've been listening to your podcast for a while now and it's been a great source of joy especially in the pandemic you and sadiq constantly make me belly laugh and there's something healing about listening to you denounce racism and misogynoir on a weekly basis um 
Okay, so, so you don't have to read this part on the podcast, but it's, it kind of goes into each other. You don't have to read this part on the podcast, but I also want to thank you both for empowering me through the shakiest period of my life so far. Last August, I quit a tech job that everybody told me I should feel lucky to have at my age. I was 22 because of a series of microaggressions from my higher ups as a social media monitoring company. These people were directly profiting from the Black Lives Matter protests, feeding protesters tweets to agencies like the US Department of Defense. And while the CEO had money to donate towards COVID relief, all he could do about BLM was ban staff members from using the words blacklist and master document. (laughs) White people are so stupid sometimes. (laughs) And talk about how the protests had really got him and his family thinking. In the face of those empty gestures, general whatlessness of management and having valid um, issues I raised reframed as problems with my attitude, I decided to leave mid-pandemic and pursue the thing I love most, which is writing. Financially, it was tough. Uh, it was touch and go for a while, but um, I was really galvanised by your tarot readings, Kalechi, as they reminded me that I was divinely guided in deciding to leave and that spirit had greater things in store for me, even if they weren't manifesting straight away. Within a matter of months, I was getting regular journalistic commissions and had been accepted onto a fiction writing course held by one of the country's largest literary agencies and had found an opportunity for stable income working alongside an incredible historian who's fighting for inclusive and culturally responsive education globally. I'll be eternally grateful um, for you helping me stay faithful and reminding me in all your success, Kalechi that some of us weren't built to work for others and we must simply forge our own lanes. Amen to that. It goes on to say, for this week's Share Your Magnificence, I'd like to put forward twin sisters, Mariama and Fatmata Kabia. The women are co-founders of um, Memunatu Magazine, a non-profit organisation that creates and distributes educational content for and by African girls with aims of tackling the high rates of school dropouts amongst adolescent girls on the continent. I recently started volunteering for the organisation and as the first experience I've had working with fellow Sierra, um, Sierra Leoneans, it's been entirely, um, entirely enriching and validating. In just a few years, Mariama and Fatmata have built the organisation to the point where they're already empowering thousands of girls all over the continent to take ownership of their own learning. I have every faith that uh, Memunatu's success will grow exponentially. So I just want to shout them out and thank them because considering the current geopolitical landscape, arming future generations of black women with the knowledge of their potential is more important than ever. I'd also like to invite you to contribute to the organization's Ed Talk series. The magazine is launching a digital series for African girls who now find themselves among the billions of students with disrupted learning during the COVID-19 pandemic. The series features many lessons where speakers share a topic in their area of expertise to an audience of secondary school age girls. As the polymath that you are, thank you, um, I thought you would be the perfect person to give a talk about building confidence and amplifying the aspects of one's personality, such as outspokenness or curiosity, which as black women were often conditioned to downplay. The talk would be to encourage girls to occupy whichever spaces they need in order to build successful, diversified personal brands, but nothing's set in stone. So if you, you'd prefer to speak on another topic that touches on an area of your expertise, then that's perfectly welcome too. You can find out more about Memunatu 
and the work they do here. Thanks for that. Um, I know you're very careful about where you invest your time. <laughs> Literally, the tarot reading was about that today, especially if it's for free. But since you already engage in similar humanitarian work and are building a children's home in Nigeria, I thought this might be something you're interested in. If you are, I'd be happy to connect you with the leadership team with a brief call early next week. Probably not next week at all, but yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> P.S. One time I was behind you in Franco Manca, London Bridge, but you were with freshly born Lev. I was on a lunch break with the aforementioned Whatless colleague, so I didn't want to disturb you and embarrass myself, but I was internally fangirling very hard. I wonder if you noticed my starstruck energy and I hope it didn't interfere with your meal. <laughs> I'm annoying as hell. If I like someone... And I really follow them. I'm going up to you. I don't care if you're freshly born, baby. I'll pick up them. Hey, baby. <laughs> don't do that, guys. I'm they joking. will slap you there. God, God. Hey, baby, I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of you. God. <laughs> I know your mom. Um, I know. I actually remember that day. And yes, I did feel your energy. It's so funny because when I see people that are not are trying very, very hard not to approach me, they sit up very straight. <laughs> As if your head must stop. No, but they sit up very straight but because they're trying not to turn and to look. But no, so I remember you. And I did feel the energy of that group you were with as well. Yeah, they. I don't feel like you were very much engaging with their conversation. Um, they just seemed crusty. I just got the... It wasn't just the pizza that had crust. I feel like they had crust. So I very much remember that day because I know how many times I go Frank and Manka in this really i hate it so much why because they don't have like extra toppings wayward toppings yeah and it's just land i feel like it's um i like franco manca i like their dough no, and i, I like franco the simplicity manca. of their like um toppings i hate franco manca i'd have them closed down i'd also close <laughs> down um i'd also close down pizza express mm, yeah they would close yeah. them down um i'll close down the first place i'll close down wagamama what i will close that place i will shut that shit down why shut it down i think it's horrible wow i think it's an it's an assault on the taste buds <laughs> you're like mommy ah don't ever bring me to waga mama again what is this waga waga waga, <laughs> waga, waga. <laughs> no waga mama i hate waga mama. there's another one and this this i can't remember their name but they they hit the news for um having e coli or something they would they would, this was a big thing they had like a food virus going around in their restaurants who was that can't remember who said that who said that i'll close them i'll close them down though they were they're in waterloo that's one of their restaurants oaxaca oaxaca good girl Don't, yes why yes. i love oaxaca oh closing it down shutting it down wow i didn't even know that they had a problem with the cola i was proper eating those of course you were of course you were <laughs> Of course you were. Oaxaca. They've got a battered cod um, taco that I really like. It wasn't even E. coli. It was another virus. Oh, like wow. Another that's even better. Scary better really. virus. Yeah. So I'd have them shut down, man. But yeah, Franco Manca, if I, if I could, if I, if it wasn't my... Um, so which ones, what places do you like to eat? You don't like eating many places, though. I don't really like eating many places. I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a bouge. I like Hakkasan. What do you like, like guys like at Hakkasan? Because honestly, I went there and I... When people go on about the duck salad and things like that, I ate it and I just thought nothing fancy is happening here. I love the duck. I love everything about Hakkasan. It's love... very dark. I don't know how you have a culinary experience in somewhere so dark. But you know that I love dark places. I That's love, true. I love to, I love so, to, I love like to be in the dark. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I love to be in the dark. So love that. 
I'm not really, I think I'm becoming more and more of a foodie. I'm not a huge foodie, but I just, I know what I don't like, especially. Yeah, definitely. That's one to, thing you do know yeah. what you do like. What do you like? Mm, don't know, but I know what, what I, don't. I don't like. So yeah, I always start from there. <laughs> what about duck and waffle? Duck and waffle, I like duck and waffle. Yeah. China Tang? China Tang, I like China Tang. Bob Bob Ricard? No. Wow. Press for champagne, no. Oh, wow. Because no. no. it's rather Russian in elements, isn't it? It is. And I remember you taking me there. And as soon as you, obviously, I appreciate it. Yeah. It was very lovely. Because um, you didn't like the lobster mac and cheese. No, I actually didn't mind that. I just remember li- after leaving you, um, going to Morley's. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Do you know what I mean? I was like, bye, sis. You were like, bye. Yeah, yeah, I went to Morley's, had to pick something up. So, wow. I, but you see, that's the thing with... So you like Morley's? Well, not that I like Morley's. I haven't had Morley's in months now. Mm. But I knew I had to eat something after that. <laughs> I knew I, and it was late. So it was like, that was the only place that was open. So yeah. I was like, yeah. I knew I had to go and do something. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But, well, um, I like Bob Bob. But my favourite, as everyone should know, is Chinatang. Love that yeah, place. Yeah, I love me some Chinatang, yep. Love that place. I love Chinatang. It's very colonial in element, so I have to ignore that. But <laughs> I, I I like I like the food there. I have to find more places that I like, to mm. be honest. But yeah, no, so I remember you from Frankamanka. Hi. Um, and yeah, wonderful um, to know about Memunatu. And um, yeah, if I... Uh, Holler up my PA and see what can be done. Um, eventually, I'm too busy. I'm very busy up until, like, I think August. But we'll see what can be done to support the cause. I'm all about black girls having education and being um, armed with the things that they need. I'm just readjusting myself to pro- uh, progress in this society. So two slaps on your chest, all of you wonderful people, for doing what you do and for being wonderful. So that's that for Shea Magnificence. Let's jump straight in then to So You Mad. Yeah. First um, subject for So You Mad, uh, Kim Kim Kardashian. <laughs> You're so awful. <laughs> Kim Kardashian failing her baby bar exam. <laughs> But she got 474 out of like what 460 or five, no, no. Sorry, five, 530? No, it's 570 something. Look, let me just, I just want to put something. Let me straight. check that. What it is. Yeah, it was actually, she got 460 something and the pass rate is about 574. Okay. I just want to put something right. So I am not happy or gloating that Kim Kardashian failed. Yeah. My point is actually a much bigger point. It's that. I found that, like, look, when she was going into the whole law thing and she mm-hmm. was freeing people, I thought that that was amazing. I thought that she was using her her platform to genuinely help people. Yeah. Now, with this whole thing of, like, trying to become a lawyer, I think of my lawyer friends and I think of people like you. Mm-hmm. I want to start from the fact that when you went to go and study law yes. in university, it was a fucking difficult time. Yes, yes. There was never a time I spoke to you over the phone and you were okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's I mean? it, because it really, it, it was really tough. with you, yeah. It was really fucking tough. And I, I'm, 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 I'm speaking to my lawyer friends. I have one friend who's in like, um, contractual law. Yeah. Um, he, 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 he goes through it. He just has days where he can't even speak he can't function he doesn't have the time he yeah doesn't have, your, he, your your mental space is so exactly taken up. Yeah. he can't even socialize so that brings me back to my point about kim kardashian and this whole thing of needing to make everything look fun yeah. and easy yeah that is the that is why i find it hilarious that she failed because when she posted that picture of her in the bikini and she was apparently studying outside. Yeah, so she was that's the one that they're using good for her. <laughs> and that's, she was standing outside. We all commented, we said, Hey Kim, that isn't the way you study. <laughs> but 
this but, isn't the best but, way to revise. But why can't she revise in bikini? No, and it's not about head. revising the bikini and the headscarf. Let me, it's the fact that if you were truly revising, you, you would not have the energy to take the picture. If you were truly and then edit it and exactly. So my thing is that like there are loads of people now studying to become a lawyer. They're I hope seeing, that book's the right way up. I it probably do. isn't. They're <laughs> studying. They're doing what they need to do. They're seeing Kim Kardashian talk about, oh, yeah, she wants to do this. She wants to go low. They're seeing her post these pictures. I'm not saying that she has to do anything in particular. But, no, it's actually, I feel like it's good that she failed because it, to the ones that are actually working super hard, yeah. they they need they need us to know that, look, that is not how you do it. You don't, you don't if you're actually committed to something, look, look at the degree you're doing. It's one of the most serious things, law. Serious. And bar exams are fucking horrible. Yes. Preparing for a bar exam, learning all the things you need to learn for a bar exam is right. fucking horrible. Right. And I guess some other people might try and throw into the mix and say, oh, Sadiq, you're being a bit harsh. California as well. Right. And he, he, he just he's not even the California, just US law in general. It's but the just, thing is, it, but it differs for every state, right? Exactly. And so, so, so wherever you want to practice, you have to pass their bar exam. Right. And so California, the way that it is, it's a law. One of After the toughest. New York, yeah. I'm probably, I'm sure of that, that. So people try and throw it into the mix and say, oh, Sneak, you're being a bit harsh. You know, she is a mum, she's a mum of four. And this is that, look, Kim Kardashian technically is a mum of four, but she's not, she's not, she is not spending time with her children. Like, well, like Northwest has told us. Yes, Northwest said, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like other t- mums are four. She's not. Yeah. Let's just be honest. So if she really wanted to make time to revise properly yeah. to, to pass that exam, she could have. But no, she wanted to be on Instagram. Yeah. And even look at the privilege of her being able to say, oh, so I failed my baby bar exam. Yeah. But I'm going to do it next year. Yeah. Look at the privilege of being able to do that. Like, you, could, some of the minority ethnics learning law or whatever, you know, their whole families are funding them or that like, they've yeah. got so much riding on it. And like you're filming the entire time. You're filming the entire time. So we know, Kim, that you definitely did not allocate enough time to revise. She said that for six weeks straight, she dedicated 10 to 12 hours She's a day. She's lying. No, but the thing is, you can't say that you're going to study for a bar exam and only dedicate six weeks. It doesn't matter whether you spent 10 to 12 hours because we know that nobody learns for 10 to 12 hours. No. Possibly out of those that time, you got two hours. Maximum. Right. And that's Kim Kardashian, 30 minutes. Right. So, I mean, the Libra in her, I resonate with. So I get, I get wanting to do all of the things at the same time and then do the thing that is um, going to be most prosperous for the world at large. But there is a way that you do that. I feel like she's more, more strongly in her Libra energy than I am anyway. But, you know, I see it. I see what you're saying because initially people were like, why are people mocking her for failing? That's horrible. That's horrible. And while it's to me, yeah, don't mock people for failing. But at the same time, you have more help than most because of the amount of money that you have. So if you were going to study, you should have studied properly. And you also can pay for the help that will sit with you and make sure that you truly understand that thing. So if you're failing the exam, what were you doing? What were you doing? But again, we don't always have to pass things the first time. Cool. Fine. And you didn't have to share with us because you could have been even more deceptive as we are used to you being with, about your body and you could have just made us believe that you've never failed, that you passed with flying colours. No, but she would share it with us because that's, that's what I was saying. It speaks to that privilege because it's like, yeah, I have all the fucking money in the world and all the connections in the world to get this, to do this exam again and I'll pass... I'll, I'll probably scrape a pass, but do you get what I mean? I'll mm. pass. Do you get what I mean? Next time, that's definitely a privilege. Do you think someone that was has their parents paying for their tuition and all of this will be able to say so calmly on the sofa, yeah. oh, I failed my baby bar exam? No, you're crying about that. So how is it? So she says here, um, 
way. So we said, um, let's read what they said here. They said, uh, Kim's not giving up easy though, letting a fan know during a Q&A. Unfortunately, I haven't passed yet, but I'm not giving up and I'm preparing to take it again soon when they asked how she was doing with the test. Kim Kardashian has been trying to become a lawyer now for more than a year, Mm -hmm. but she's no closer to getting her license to practice law because she missed a passing grade Mm -hmm. on the baby bar exam. Mm -hmm. Kim made it an um, official on a preview of Keeping Up With Kardashians where she fessed up to flunking. Again, this is great views. Like, forget law. When it comes to business, she's a fucking genius. And so she knows that we need things that are newsworthy that's not about Kanye. So let's talk about my failure, perceived failure. Yeah in this arena because it's going to make you want to watch the entire episode as to how um that conversation went and what happened and maybe see me cry a little bit yeah um so um she says she flunked the exam months ago but our sources uh would not confirm that said she can always try again it's unclear if she took the exam a second time because many months have passed kim said if you're doing law school the way that i'm doing it it is a four-year program um, instead of your typical three-year program, and after year one, you're um, you have to take the baby bar. That and this is actually harder. Um, I hear than the official it's bar. Not. How it's is not. it harder than? It's not. You've spread your over four years when people are doing it in three, and you're talking about what you're doing is harder. It's not. So you've even made it longer. You you spread out the work. But you see, this is why I'm saying this is why I don't believe in certain situations. You know, to to offer sympathy. To, to rich people because you, again look at what you're doing like, oh she was away from the passing she Kim scored 474 on the exam the passing grade is 560 thank you <laughs> and then people are saying but oh she, she got 474 things right yeah that's those were probably basic things <laughs> I'm sorry because we've all done exams a lot of the a lot of the time when they want to ease you into it they will ask you background questions basic questions yeah. questions that if she got wrong they wouldn't let her even do the exam again so I get that, but everyone's always like, "Oh, but she was, she wasn't." That's not close to me. Well, uh, Kim's mentor <laughs> in taking the exam, attorney Jessica Jackson, said that is extremely close oh. on a test that most people are not taking in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, oh. A source, um, a source tells us Kim had to take the test at home <sighs> while balancing her kids and other factors, making it more difficult taking than taking the test in a controlled environment. Oh. What are you talking about? You get to take the test at home. Who's vigilating that? Oh, just uh, so no, if no. In your mansion, you right. don't have space in your mansion right. to have a separate room where you've got no noise and you Makes can just no sense. She has a nanny per child. They have a nanny per child. That is unreasonable. You're a liar, kid. She is a big time <laughs> liar. But let me tell you what's funny, right? So she's gonna to prepare to do it for a second time. She's gonna do it properly the second time. We're not gonna see any pictures of her yeah. in the bikini, yeah. in the sun, with yeah. music playing, yeah. with you apparently revising with your book upside down. We're not gonna see that anymore. <laughs> because now she's realized actually no, I need to do this in private. I need yeah. to suffer like everybody else in law school is doing yeah. in private. I just feel like the problem is with what she's doing is that she wants to make young women feel like you know, everything is everything can be or is easy breezy. Like legally blonde. This isn't legally no, blonde. It's not. Like, some no, things are brunette. hard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, some things need to be a bit difficult because we need to know that some people have the capacity to make to it make through. It through. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think that this is a great way for her to go though. I think that people will be surprised when she actually runs for governor of California. I don't know mm. what um 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 Caitlin Jenner, the fuck that she thinks that she's doing, but I think that actually that clears the path for Kim when Kim actually wants to go because Kim's actually been doing the work of trying to get people released. I mean, how much work she's doing, quote unquote, you know, work. But, you know, she's out there at least making
making herself seen to be doing this work right so she's already got that in then she's met with trump she's done all of that stuff and then now she's taking her bar exam so i can see her slowly easing into now i'm gonna run for governor of california because somebody like her what i rate about kim even though i dislike her greatly just generally or how she um you know how she uh, is, is yeah how she appears and how she presents herself to the world i don't like her however what i respect about her greatly is that she doesn't necessarily just want power um by proxy she wants power for herself like right. she wants to have that and so i'm just like you know what if that means that you're gonna go and fail your bar exam a couple times to get yourself there at least she's doing more work than most who are like i want to be governor of this state but i'm not going to do any fucking thing about that right. i just want to be given that so if she does then announce to us suddenly that she's running for governor mm, she'll have I, mm, let's just see i wouldn't uh, knock her because i'm like at least you went and did the thing i wouldn't knock her i wouldn't suggest that Americans go out and vote for her. Definitely I, would not be doing that. Yeah, Definitely would not I, be doing that. Oof, oof, I, I don't know about that. Kim Kardashian as governor. I just, I don't know. I. What I if her next boo know. is Barack Obama? I can't even see her even going into. I think she'll stay. And her mum will advise her of this. Just stay away from politics. But you think so? Because. Um, where she is right now, that influencer celebrity lifestyle, they're stopping keeping up with the Kardashians, although they're moving on to maybe another show or whatever. That is all crumbling. There's no security in that anymore. Yes, she's got her makeup, this. Yes, she's got skims or whims or whatever the fuck she calls her brands. She's got all of that right, cool. But, or kimono that she was trying to um, appropriate. Skims. Yeah, mm. but we'll get to that. So she's got all of these things, but they are not the. the way that i perceive kim those things aren't enough for her she likes to remain in the public eye but she cannot do it through socials or that kind of celebrity lifestyle anymore because i'm sure that she feels it even that it's not going to be something that's sustainable in the long term so she needs to move into a more concrete role mm. which is why i think that she would lean towards um politics that would be very interesting. and she's a libra literally justice fine that would be very interesting to see i just feel like we as inverted commas normal average people however you want to mm. call it well me I have to say um i feel like we give kim a bit too much arnold schwarzenegger like... arnold schwarzenegger was governor of california yeah, but that was uh, uh, mr olympia he built muscle and then he said i'll be back and <laughs> and he became governor of california kim has and still is, doesn't even have an american accent and still doesn't refuse <laughs> and he's done all of that but Kim is actually more culturally relevant than he is. And she's actually gone to go and do some legal higgyahaga to at least have some qualifications behind mm -hmm. her. I think that will be shocked by 2025 when she turns around and she goes, ah, actually, I'm running for governor. I'm, I'm running for governor. I, all the, she, all the am, kids will be old enough by then. She won't have to worry about, oh, rare, rare, rare. Mm -hmm. Boom, she's going to go for it. I'm open to what that might look like. Yeah, she'll have to do quite a bit of rebranding in her that time and, um, yeah. and continue to um, align herself with people who would help that image of her. Yeah. But I just think that the same way that she had this come up with um, the sex tape and everything else and she managed to make something out of it, she just realises that, yeah, this bit is done. Where do I move into I next? Now? Yeah. And then um, to think about it, like she's 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 in her forties, right? Yeah, and there's only oh, yeah, I think so. And and there's only so much you can show us your yash, you know, like there's she's only so much, yeah, yeah, right? You, ago, you can't yeah. you can't be showing us bum 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 every time, and you know you showed us your ribs, you showed us your breasts. What now? What now? We've seen everything. We've seen everything. So what are you going to do next? But she always wants to remain relevant, so she's going to have to find a way for that. And I think that politics is where she will um kind of Go lean next. into next, yeah. And because she's so um, attractive to men, 
And men are so wayward. I, just I think we'll be like, surprised as to how many votes she actually gets. I think she will. I think she will. I just don't feel like Kim is as respected by... But Trump? Trump was respected? People like celebrities. If Trump could make it as president, Kim can, can make it as governor of California. I'm especially that. since that she's got enough money that she's been putting into the state for so for long. So long, yet. So now she's going to call that money back. Mm. And so the, she's got all the um, Californian girls who will support her because, oh, my God, she's so pretty and she's Aww. so smart. And it's Kim. And it's Kim. And um, all the men will support her because they think that one day it might that vote might get them to one day fuck her. Mm-hmm. And then there you go. She's got the votes. And she'll say the right things because Kim has learned over the years how to, to say, say the, the right, right things. Ha! Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> you don't, we're not ready. 2025, let's see. I'm open. It could really happen. We move, we move. I just chose that at a random date, but sometimes I say things on this podcast and then it's just, boom, it, <laughs> happens. it happens. But let's just be prepared for her to run because Caitlyn is just a taster of the Kardashian family going into politics, um, as far as I can see. Anyway, we've um, talked about that enough. Um, so the let's go to a letter. We've got a letter that's asking so for some letter. advice. Yeah, so you mad letter asking for advice. I love when you send letters in asking for advice. It's cool. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's, it's from. from. It's from anonymous. Um, I hope you're safe, dear Kalechi, dear wonderful Kalechi. Oh, thank you. I hope you're safe and well. My email saddle is not the brightest, but please just take your time. Also. I should say a trigger warning of homophobia, transphobia and racism. Please keep me anonymous too. Many thanks. So I'm an 18 year old mixed race girl who lives in the British countryside where unfortunately I am no stranger to micro and macro aggressions. I work in a local restaurant where tonight I got into an argument with another boy my age. He's white and I go to college with him. First of all, I made the point that I was saddened and surprised that Britain hasn't actually criminalised gay conversion therapy in a conversation at work. Maybe I was talking to the wrong people. What followed was that this idiot complex of a person decided to suggest that gay people who want to be converted should be allowed to. He tried to compare it to people transitioning sex slash gender, to which I exclaimed that those are people who feel they're born in the wrong body. They have a right to be who they are. I continue that we shouldn't live in a society that is so heteronormative that it shames those who are gay into wanting to change themselves. Again, gay people should be allowed to be themselves and not be encouraged to change themselves in a dangerous manner to fit social norms. Not to mention gay conversion therapy is traumatizing for many. Anyway, my ultimate point was that transitioning sex is very different to trying to transition sexuality. Further, I had to educate a colleague on in his 30s about how insisting on calling someone by the wrong pronouns is transphobic. Eventually, he let in to call um, the man by their male pronouns and stop saying, well, she was born a she. I can't help but feel it must be extremely hurtful and aggravating for people belonging to these communities to constantly be misunderstood and surrounded by people who cannot be bothered to educate themselves. Furthermore, I myself am a cisgendered girl, so the above did not affect me directly, but it was necessary to clearly display the fuckery. Apologies if I have offended or made mistakes above too. So I snapped at the boy my age. I wouldn't dare to be like this to an elder, telling him that I never appreciate his company and that, and then after he swore at me, I swore back. Please note, that I'm a confident but introverted person who doesn't like to cause havoc unless necessary. 
usually I politely and calmly have a conversation about these things. But tonight I wasn't going to put up with being patient again with these small minded people. But it's the boy my age I focused on directly. These insidious, rude and interrogating actions were something this boy had shown to me directly before. This is one of those white boys who will adamantly tell you they're not racist, despite literally being the definition. Excuse me, Kalechi, but I must get this off my chest. I remained professional the day I was greeted by this boy and the man in his 30s by being asked if they could call me a half caste. I was professional when they started grilling me about why they can't say the N word. I was professional when it was expectantly um, up to me to explain why a dark-skinned black woman was on telly in a period drama. All of these things, by the way, were confidently done by the grown man too in my workplace. I was polite at the, at the times at school when this dickhead boy ran his dirty, complex hands through my braids. So much he pulled my head back. I was polite when he said my cornrows made me look like a trapper, drug dealer, and when he had the caucasity to tell me of his dislike for immigrants all the while he raps to drill music and embraces the culture of blackness but completely unprepared to care for our history etc so now i guess you can see why i was done with being professional and polite this evening and when this little boy opened his big mouth to swear at me i am um, and i did too just to relay this isn't even someone who initially comes across as horrific or racist and still no one at my work realizes it when it's bluntly exhibited to them. It's just curiosity. They've no, um, and they've no thoughtfulness to see that they're not the first people to be moving mad like this. They don't realize it's tiring and draining and mentally painful for this sort of thing to happen all of the time. These instances I've spoken of here are only a small part of it, but I see how I'm not experiencing the worst thing in the world. I'm very lucky to have um, to go to a good school, etc., as well as the fact that I have a color privilege in society, so only suffer something minuscule in comparison to others. And maybe I shouldn't complain, but honestly, I just needed to get some of this weight off my weakening shoulders. Sorry for the long email, and I hope I've written uh, I've written grammar mistakes properly. Um, if you have any advice on how to handle racism in the workplace, there's no HR. It would be greatly appreciated. And I must say a big thank you to all that you do. Your words are honest and wise. You provide so much so many with confidence, strength and truth. May God bless you with love, peace and great prosperity. Many thanks. Anonymous, even though you can see my email address. Yes, I can. That's fine. Stays between you and them. Yes. It's above me now. <laughs> <laughs> What would you say? It's just one of those ones where it's just like, I, I want to live in a world where I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah. I'm just not. I mean, I'll give you the thing that you shouldn't do. Just poison him. Yeah, <laughs> I just had to get that out there. I, I'm so sorry that you're going through such. And I think that you're so beautiful and you're so wonderful because even experiencing this violence and the or these various instances of violence you're still here going, I understand that colorism exists. I understand this. I understand that I'm privileged in all of these ways. Yes, and I'm so glad that you, you see all of those things and your feelings are still valid because you're the one that's going through this thing right now. You know, they have no fucking right to call you half caste, especially if they're now not understanding the severity of the word and expecting you to explain it to them. I feel like from the moment I said, I don't Did want to call that. Yeah. They asked to call her that. Yes. When we have mixed race there, which right, is fine. Right there looking you in the face biracial right there looking you in the face but you want to say half caste and the thing is about these people that live in the countryside they're cunts that's why it's the countryside right because 
you have Wi-Fi. You have smartphones. So did you? <laughs> where do you get these from? <laughs> They're the cunts. cunts. That's, That's why. why they live in the countryside. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> but honestly, you have all of the up-to-date technology. So you can't tell me that it's because you live in the countryside that you are not privy to the information because you have the smartphone, you have the Wi-Fi, you have the this. You, in fact, you have the flat screen, curved TV, you have all of them things there. But suddenly, when it comes to being, um, um, you know, um, conversant or cognizant when it comes to race and racism and all of them things or, or how, um, um, transphobia or um, all of these things, suddenly you don't know. Suddenly it's, oh, well, I live out in a stick. Suddenly it's like, oh, I'm surrounded by cow and sheep. How am I meant to know all of... You're lying. You're lying because you know. The same way that you find up-to-date porn is the same <laughs> way you can find all of this information that you need. Stop trying it. So I hate that they're trying to play with you in the manner that they're acting like they don't understand. The same, like, exactly like you said about this little complex boy. He's able to find drill music to rap to. He's able to um, do all of this bad boy, bad boy um, in the middle of greenery. He's able to do all of those things, but somehow he doesn't understand. So how did he miss all the other videos that are talking about real, real shit that's happening in the world? He somehow missed that, but he can find the drill videos to rap to. Fuck off. He knows exactly what he's doing. And so you shouldn't stress yourself out. Just like the tarot reading said earlier, you're trying to make sense of something that actually is nonsensical, right? They are aware of what they're doing. That big man, that grey back man that knows what he's doing as well. Same with this boy. They know what they're doing, but they, they're tasking you emotionally, as is the function of racism, distracting you from the life you should be living, being able to give 10 out of 10 service um, at the restaurant because you're busy trying to explain to them how they've been fucking dickheads. You know, they're not going, they're not planning to change. And actually everything that you've said to them, they don't fucking care because they're very committed to behaving the way that they're behaving. So... I mean, while you're working at the restaurant, because I know that you can't necessarily leave right now, it, it comes to a point where I would like you to start being ridiculous with them. You know, like, just be ridiculous with them. Like... Fight stupidity with stupidity. Exactly. <laughs> because if you play stupid games, guess what? You're going to win fucking stupid, stupid prizes, prizes. Right? Yes. So this one yes. that you're doing, that you're trying to meet their madness with logic. No, also meet them with madness. Oh, oh you think conversion therapy is great oh sure sure yeah won't argue with you i mean i know that there are numerous people saying otherwise that it's really really dangerous for the community but you you guys know best and i'm just i i'm just little old me i'm just little old me haven't got a clue but if you know best you do that you know how that's going to aggravate them i promise you when you refuse to engage with white people when they're moving mad or anybody really when they're being extremely oppressive and extremely bigoted when you suddenly start going oh oh really ah well i wouldn't know little old me i wouldn't know because they know that you know and they know that they know but they they're used to antagonizing you no no, lean into not knowing. Don't know anything anymore. But with his hand in your hair, I'm sorry, your reflex action should be, I grab that, grab that wrist and yeah. dig, grow one of your thumbnails very long and then dig it into his wrist. Yeah. And then when he tries that next, oh, I'm really sorry, I didn't realise. PTSD. Just, oh, sorry, I just, yeah, I just, I just, I didn't know what I was expecting there. Felt like a raccoon's yeah. paw. Yeah. So, you know, a raccoon's claw. Sorry, I didn't realise. Because then you'll stop touching me. Mm-hmm. You'll stop touching me. Why is your hand in my braids? Why? Well, that weird thing that some of them do when, like, they come over by your shoulder and give you a massage. I, just like a sexual predator. 
just like a sexual predator. But do you know what's mad? How many girls have so many girls have been through that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I want to say a good one. I've three. experienced yeah, it I'm numerous sure. times. Numerous times. And then you're tensing up, like, oh. And the massage is doing nothing. You're ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> By touching me, you're making everything worse. Oh, man. Women have been through it. So, I'm really, really sorry that that is what you um, are experiencing. But honestly, for them, while you're still working at the restaurant, if you can't, you know, change jobs, and I, you know, the madness is everywhere. So, even if you did change jobs, you're still going to meet people. And you're 18, just minding your business. You're 18, 18 years old, just trying to get through this thing called life and these little fuckers are trying you what i would like you to do though if you ever get the chance choose the episode where i'm absolutely cussing people the fuck out and accidentally oh, leave gosh. your phone nearby and leave it on 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 loudspeaker just leave it enough enough for them to hear the cussing go and hide somewhere in the <laughs> toilet and make sure that they've heard the cussing well well and then come back and be like oh sorry i didn't realize i left my phone out but i've insulted them the curse that you want to land on their life leave the phone out so i curse them well and then be like, oh, I didn't even know this podcast was even on my phone. Oh, sorry about that. And then turn the volume down. I would have dealt with them. I would have dealt with them. Don't use this episode because it'll be clear that you wrote in. Go and find another episode that I've cast people well, well. Should, I was going to say they should use this episode. Because <laughs> it's like, just imagine, imagine them using this episode, playing it by their desk. And then you're just, we're just talking about the things. And we just, just slowly turn to look at each other, make eye contact. Like, yes, Kelechi knows about you. You are in trouble. <laughs> You're in trouble. But because it's so easily identifiable once they know that it's, you know, once they hear the cussing. But so I'm saying choose a random episode. Choose an, a random episode where you thoroughly enjoyed the dragging, right? I would say use Jollof Worms when I'm cussing that guy out for what he said about my mum's Jollof rice in the fridge because I really dealt with him. Put that there. Let that play. Let them get cast and then just pop back in at the right time and go, oh, heavens, <laughs> is that my phone? Oh, I'm heavens. really sorry, guys. <laughs> I <love heavens. laughs> You have to say heavens when you heavens. don't give a shit. <laughs> you don't give a shit. But oh, you're just, dear. oh dear. Oh heavens, I'm really sorry about that. But you know that they've heard the entire cussing and they won't go and touch your phone because it's your phone, right? In fact, put the phone where they can't even get access to it straight away to turn it off or to see what. Let it play and be like, oh my God, that's a podcast that was just recommended to me. I'm really sorry. I'm just going to turn that down. But you know, the curse has already landed in the staff room yep. and that's it. And then you keep so going really about your business. Muted. Yes, it's really entered there, Sophocles. So you can do that. That would be um, my um, advice for that. Um, so yeah, well, let's get into the next, um, let's get into the next letter then, which is basically about um, Simone Biles. About- oh, Simone Biles. Yes. Simone Biles, um, again, just not wanting black girls to live life is really, really odd to me. What I find weird, just before you go into yeah. the the letter, because I don't even know what it's about. What I find weird is that don't you ever feel like, especially in like the sports world, I don't know if it's been too, too specific. I feel like there's, they make us feel like there's only room for one star black girl. Yes. Like you see how they moved on to, from how they moved on from Serena to Simone. And then kind of very quickly moved on from Simone to Naomi Osaka. I mean, yeah. I know I know they do different sports, yeah, 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 don't get yeah. me wrong, but it's just that face of like, you know, that main sports girl. It's yeah. very interesting. But it's also when they're in season, isn't it? And, oh, okay, and, and yeah. at the end of the day, that. yeah. And also Serena hasn't been winning, for instance, maybe as many matches as Naomi. So you're going to hear about Naomi more now that the season's back for um, um, Simone Wasina. But what they all share, though, is that thing, specifically Serena and um, Simone as darker skinned black women, what mm. they, well, um, Serena's not so much, but um, are you talking about? Are you, was that was that shot at the last picture that she <laughs> no, no. That's horrible. <laughs> no, because that was lighting. Okay, 
Serena hasn't done anything. So I can't believe you just said no, that. No, I just wasn't. I just wasn't sure. I just felt like she was looking like Lydia, but I could be wrong. But anyway, the point still stands that as darker skinned black women, as darker skinned athletes, they're literally penalized for just being more excellent than everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's really fucked up. Like, to how me. dare you? Yeah, and so time and time again, Simone Biles is able to do a move that the rest of you crusty bitches can't do. Suddenly, the move is illegal because you can't do it. She's been inventing. Look, she does something with her body. I'm just like, how could how how did you even know you could do that with your body? Yeah. Did you not break your neck trying to do that? Right. That is a god given gift. Right. It was, I've forgotten the name of that um that ice skater, that figure skater, a black woman again that was able to do moves that they that they um the federation or whoever I was had ruled. Say, I told you <laughs> but they ruled it as um they ruled it as illegal because nobody else could do it. So why is that my problem? Isn't the whole point of this competition excellence? So if I'm excellent and can do things that other people cannot do, surely I should be able to do my thing because you guys guys never bring the same energy. For instance, Michael Phelps, he can have the wingspan that he has and all of that, those things, and you go, it's a biological advantage. But we can't say the same thing for Casta Semenya. Right. But you can now come and argue about intersex and all of that, all of that. I'm just talking about Simone Biles right now. Why is it not a physiological advantage that she can do the things that she's doing? And I'm so sorry that the other girls can't do it, but that's not my business. And at the end of the day, it's not just the white girls that can't do it. Fellow black girls also cannot do the thing. So what is she my business? She truly is special. Right. Right. So wait, what is this? This is about her. Okay. Let's get in the letter. Okay. It says, hi, Kalechi. Firstly, how are you? Thank, thank you. I hope you're well in every sense of the world, uh, word. Wellness in spirit, wellness in mind and wellness physically. I hope your leg slash ankle is fully healed. It's both. Thank you. Sadiq, I hope you're good too. Hey. Given there is only like a choice of 10 destinations, getting up, you've seen you in Portugal, lol. Well, that- not anymore because Afro-Nation's... <laughs> it's moved to 2022. has been moved to 2022. So I bought tickets in, in, in 2020. Wow. Yeah, it took me two years to actually go and see Portugal. But, but thanks for that. Anyway. <laughs> that green list is very dead and has not given what needed to be gave. Nope. That said, I hope you get an opportunity to leave this UK soon and just do up enjoyment. Thanks for uh, giving us great content week after week. Kelechi, I'm especially enjoying all of these bad boy interviews that you've been doing. Oh, thank you so much. Can I say you have a real knack for drawing out excellent discussion points with your guests as they all already know who you are? Does the term household name make thine enemies bum itch? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, my So You Mad is for those that judge the gymnastics that Simone Biles bodies. Apparently, because she's out here doing up bad boy routines, there's a fear that she'll continue to annihilate her competition. It's a poor attempt at minimising her greatness, which angers me greatly. I don't know the technician technical terms with, within the sport, but essentially I've deduced that she's being unfairly penalised for literally being the best. It's horrific, and we all know why. That's white. Oh, sorry, right. Racism. There's other isms probably at play, but I thought I'd go with the main one, which the others in some way stem from. I pasted a link of a very brief explanation with which articulates the point perfectly. If you read this, lovely, and thank you. If not, no problem at all. I'm really enjoying seeing you win, Kalechi, and I pray it will forever continue. Amen. May you be set apart by the grace of God. Amen. May the work that you've put in now and the seeds you've sown bear in abundance, bear an abundance of fruit, which generations, your lineage, can eat from as they sow their own. Amen. Praying like an auntie. I love it. I love them strong auntie prayers. (laughs) Love and warmth to you both. Love thank you so much thank you thank you thank you you. but that's literally it she's able to do one kind of flip flip thing that the other girls can't do and they're like oh well that's dangerous 
Well, right. no, because I, I did it. Yeah. And, and, and it's dangerous, yes, but I, I did it. It's dangerous for you. <laughs> for you, yes, like Red from Bad Girls Club. For you. For you. you. No, for to you. you. <laughs> to you. <laughs> that is what it is. It's not, there is nothing dangerous for Simone Biles. Sorry. Like, I think she's absolutely great. I think she's stunning. I like, what I love about people like her is that before I even just knew about her, didn't really have much of an interest in gymnastics. Right. But when I saw her, I was interested in gymnastics. Exactly. And you see, that's how it works. So just, and I'm, and I'm a, a man that's older than her. Yeah. So imagine a young black girl watching her. Yes. That's, that's how it works. That's how we produce greatness. Yes. You know? So it, it doesn't, it doesn't phase me that this is what she's going through. But at the same time, I think it's, it's tiring, you know? And this is someone that's had to deal with, like, sexual assault as well. Simone. You know? Yeah, from oh. the coach. Doctor, and, doctor, sorry, the, the, doctor, doctor, the doctor, yes. the doctor. I didn't think about that. Right. And so she's come through that. Yes. And then she's still being able to do incredible things. And then you want to penalise her for that, for, for rising. Rising from the ashes of white supremacist patriarchy. You want to penalise her for that? Of course you do. Because we're not meant to rise from it. We're not meant to survive from it. So fuck you. Um, Simone Biles, continue flipping and flopping and jumping and jumping and, ju- and jumping and jacking. Like, do what you want to do. Right. Don't let these motherfuckers stop you. And also, stop trying to trap Simone Biles in this superhero narrative. She's a human girl. Because when you now move to superhero, you're almost yeah. saying like what she's doing, well, nobody would be able to do it. So there's something, so we, we can't count her. No, we count her because she has the same flesh and blood that the rest of us have. Yes. She has the same number of bones, maybe, that the rest of us have. And she's still able to do that. So stop pushing her, stop pushing black women generally into the realm of superheroine and let us just be human women yes. that are just amazing. Yes. Because even, I feel like when people do that, it's like, you're doing it, they think they're doing it to like prop you up. No, actually, if anything, it kind of dehumanizes. Exactly. Because then you get to say all these nasty things, but then no, you're superhuman though. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So, no. So um, then our next letter is from um, Canada. Yeah, well, we've got to get them in before you go, especially if they reference you. I know what they're going to do now. They're going to send in lots of letters <laughs> that reference you and they'll be like, you can't go because you've got to read there. <laughs> um, this one's titled Not So Nice Canada. Dear Kelechi, I'm emailing you from one of the British Empire's younger and quickly crumbling colonising endeavours. I came across your podcast last year on the day Spirit called you to do an individual reading for all the signs. I was floored at the accuracy and I've been listening to the podcast ever since. Shout out to Sadiq as well. You are both a joy to listen to. Your podcast is my main source of news coming out of England and I highly enjoy listening to you drag Boris on the regular. The babyface leader of the Conservative Party of Canada has recently hired one of his consultants as he prepares for our up-and-coming federal elections. It should be quite a mess um, as it starts to unfold. I live in Toronto, the wannabe New York City of Ontario, and I want to nominate the Toronto Police TPS for So You Mad this week. The TPS has begun to actively and aggressively push back against ongoing protests and demonstrations in the city. Since last week, they've come out in large numbers to try and evict encampments from public parks, block peaceful pro-Palestine demonstrators from marching to the Israeli consult. And notably, the reason for my email today halted and attempted to arrest multiple people at a memorial march for Regis Korczynski Paquet. Regis is a twenty Regis, sorry, is a twenty-nine-year-old black and indigenous woman who fell twenty-four stories off a balcony to her death last year after the police were called to assist her as she was in mental distress. The only witnesses to her death were police officers who were later cleared of any wrongdoings by the police oversight, which is made up of mostly retired cops. It sounds as if 
policing is a white supremacist patriarchal construct that was there for the sole purpose of oppression and it's something that britain was glad to give to the rest of the empire Hmm. anyway i just thought i'd pop that in there um anyway it says here her mother was in the hallway outside the apartment when regis fell the police were barring her from entering um as she listened to her daughter yell help me mom from inside so why would she yell and then jump to her death do you know what i mean Mm. anyway the tps has killed numerous people while responding to mental health calls over the years a large percentage of the people killed have been black indigenous and people of color and a number of them have fallen off balconies in the same fashion Hundreds of people showed up for the memorial march held on Monday. Regis's family, who have been actively fighting for her since her death, was in um, attendance, as well as the family of Jamal Francique, a black man who was killed by neighbouring Peel police, uh, police last year, and um, Chantelle Krukra, who was also shot by the Peel police last year on Mother's Day and is now permanently disabled. As they marched through downtown, they were met by police violence. The police assaulted multiple people, including Regis's mother. They shoved at protesters, threw people's bikes to damage them, and one man was knocked off his feet by an officer on horseback who charged through the crowd. They tried to arrest organisers, but were ultimately unsuccessful. Those who saw the videos of the attempted deportation that recently occurred in Glasgow took note and were able to direct everyone present to surround the van until they were all released. This is all in contrast to the anti-mask, anti-lockdown rallies that have marched down the same streets every Saturday for almost a year now and have grown to thousands of people who in, um, who indicate violence, um, um, instigate violence but get police escorts even though they have assaulted several officers over the past few months. The Toronto police at the command of our city government is going to continue to escalate as they grow impatient with those who continue to demand justice and support for our most vulnerable. The TPS and all oppressive bodies of control that exist in Canada deserve to be dragged just as far as the rest of the settler colonial states, but often go unnoticed on a national scale, due in part to the national belief that we are the nice ones. There are plenty of nice people here, but I assure you that once you look past the young, often shirtless prime minister that everyone likes to swoon over, you will see this country is just as drenched in white, um, white, um, white supremacy as the rest of the British Empire's affiliates. Sending many blessings to you and your family. Wow. It's such a shame because, look, when I think of one of the nicest people or the nicest places in the world, I think of Toronto. And that's what gets me because whenever people, whenever I talk about the UK, people are like, oh, come and move to Canada. I moved here three years ago and I'm having the best time. I know that winters are cold and blah, 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 but you'll have the best time, you'll have the best time. But it's funny that actually the main people who have told me the truth about Canada, specifically Toronto have been white people mm-hmm. they've been like narcissist like it's very racist yeah very racist they just have really good pr yes they have incredible and they keep, they'll throw out trudeau whenever anything's going off they'll be like oh look 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 he's he's the nice and he's not PM. wearing yeah and he's not wearing a tie look he's not your boris looking like a fucking idiot but even, i've been to what i've been to toronto what like twice and like, i'm not trying to say that that that, that, that definitely you know i'm I believe in their reality but it's just weird to me because even being in there just the vibe the city but you're a tourist and yeah of course and the thing is if you were to even see god forbid you see it because then for you to be in that environment to see it would mean that you're potentially at risk well yeah be black and right all that so um and it's funny because canada has managed to escape floggings from me many many times i'm just i'm just rearranging myself they've managed to escape floggings from me for many many times but then it's almost like in the same week 
We've got here, Canada mourns as remains of 215 children found at Indigenous school. I don't like that title. Anyway, it says here, a mass grave containing the remains of 215 children has been found in Canada at a former residential school set up to assimilate Indigenous people. Do you know how colonial that is? I'm on my land minding my business. You fucking coloniser cunts have arrived and said that this is your country, cunts. And then you then say, I need to assimilate to your culture, but you're in my fucking country. (laughs) And then you're using that as a way, you're using that as a cover to then kill little children, like literally kill them. I just, so what, did these 215 children go, have have we been looking for them? But who would be looking for them? Because the indigenous communities are usually like, you know, fenced off and, and kept away and they're being killed incrementally as well. So who would be looking for them? And even if they were looking for them, how long will you look for them? And they'll just like, oh, well, gone. Sorry. Maybe they got eaten by a bear. 215. Yeah. Because they were gradually in it. They didn't kill all 215 in one go. Oh, right. And I think that once you were put there, it was a boarding school. So once you were put there, your parents don't know what happened to you. And then they'll say, oh, you died of some kind of illness. And then that's it. Gone. And then your parents don't have the um, power to do anything about it. That's crazy. And me. more time, they've killed your parents anyway, so they've taken you into there. Your parents are gone, so who's going to... Who's, who's going to care, really? So sad. Fuck you, Canada. Honestly. Oh, Canada. Pricks. Can't so, believe that. That's actually really shocking. It's really horrible. It says here, the children were students at the Kamloops Indian Residential School in British Columbia that closed in 1978. The discovery was announced on Thursday by the chief of the um, Kamloops, uh, the Sekwempek uh, First Nation... Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said it was a painful reminder of a shameful chapter of our country's history. And that's how you know that Justin Trudeau is violent because you're talking about a shameful chapter as if it's not the entire fucking book. <laughs> every chapter. every volume that you've released since, that sh- it's still there. The violence, the white supremacy is still there. But he's very good at masking it because he's the better looking one of the premiers, you know, that represents as a leader of a, of a country. Also, I feel like what helps Canada as well is that they stay out of everybody else's mess. Yes. So, do you get what I mean? That's so how no they, one can look so at no them. no one can look at them. So that's how people have been able to stay quiet. But you're right. Like, and some some Canadians do kind of have that sentiment of like, nah, we're not perfect. Yeah, like, we're not. You just don't know you because just you don't, don't know. doesn't make it out of here. Exactly. And also, when, we are, when the next person you can compare us to is America, we're not that. <laughs> yeah, of course. So that's literally amazing. it. So yeah, so next to, next to that, any piece of shit is going to look fantastic. It's going to look golden when you're next to literally a mound of shit. So um, it goes on to say, the First Nation is working with museum specialists and uh, coroner's office to establish the causes and timings of the deaths, which are not currently known. Roseanne Casimir, the chief of the community in British Columbia's city of Kamloops, said the preliminary finding represented an unthinkable loss that was never documented by the school's administrators. So you thought that they would put it in the documents that they killed the children? Hmm. Okay. Canada's residential schools were compulsory boarding schools run by the government and religious authorities during the 19th and 20th centuries with the aim of forcibly assimilating Indigenous youth. Kamloops um, Indian Residential School was the largest in the residential system opened under the Roman Catholic administration. Interesting. Roman Mm. Catholic, really? Violence, really? (laughs) Wouldn't have thought it. Mm, Vatican. Um... In um, opened by the Roman Catholic administration in 1890, the school had as many as 500 students when enrollment peaked in the 1950s. 
The central government took over administration of the school in 1969, operating it as a residence for local students until 1978 when it was closed. Um, what do we know about the remains? Um, the First Nation said that the remains were found with the help of a ground penetrating radar during a survey of the school. To our knowledge, these missing children are undocumented deaths. And um, some were as young as three years old. Mm. We sought out a way to confirm that knowing out of um, knowing out of the deepest respect and love for those lost children and their families, understanding that the First Nations um, group is the final resting place um, um, or land is the final resting place for these children. The tribe said it had reached out to the home communities whose children attended the school. They expected to have preliminary findings by mid-June. Um, British Columbia's chief coroner, Lisa Lapointe, um, told um, Canadian broadcaster CBC, we are in early process of gathering information. I'm just disgusted. Absolutely. Canada, you're wild. You're wild. It says here, what were residential schools from about 1863 to 1998? More than 150,000 indigenous children were taken from their families and placed in these schools. So you're separating them from their families, you pricks. The children were often not allowed to speak their language or to practice their culture, and many were mistreated and abused. A commission launched in 2008 to document the impacts of this system found that large numbers of Indigenous children never returned to their home communities. The Landmark Truth and Reconciliation Report released in 2015 said the policy amounted to cultural genocide. But are we surprised? Everywhere, wherever you want to look, any settler that kind of comes in, that is all they can do, genociding, just kill people. I'm really, really disgusted. And it just goes again when people start rewriting history. This goes on with, goes on to what Biden was saying about, oh, you know, other nations can, you know, ground themselves in ethnicity and geography. But America was born of an idea. Yes, an idea of enslavement and genocide, you pricks. Yes. Like, you've done exactly murdering people, stealing and raping people. What the fuck are you talking about? But it's the way that... Uh, I don't know how people think that there's a massive difference between Trump and Biden, but I'm going to let you have it to, to, if it makes you sleep easier at night. It's personality. Right. Must be. Must be. Because if Trump said what um, um, Biden just said, you would see the problem in it. But because it's Biden saying it, you're allowing it. You know, the anniversary of George Floyd, the, his little daughter walking through the door um, that was held open by a guard. People are like, oh, my God, that's so momentous. That's so da 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 what about a bill that doesn't that actually gives police more powers? What the fuck are you talking about? And he would hold the door open for anyone. Okay, because he should shut the door in her face. Right. <laughs> oh. She should never even be walking through that door for the reason that she is walking through that door. Right. So all of it's mad actually, but that's that. I think that let's move on to something lighter and let's talk about Monique. So Monique, the um comedian. Um, very funny, very funny, especially in this situation, um, had some advice for young black women or black women who like to go to the airport and look a bit comfortable. Do you have the... Shall I play yes. It? The whole thing? Yes. Right? Some of y'all have given me the title of auntie. And I'm honoured that y'all do that, right? But there are times where auntie got to talk to her babies and say some real shit. So, yesterday, I was in the airport in Atlanta because I'm in Jackson, Mississippi now at Chuckles Comedy Club, right? And we got three shows tonight. We got a matinee at 5.30, then we got 7, then we got 10, right? And I'm excited. I always love 
on to the stage. So when we got to the airport yesterday, I was excited, like, all right, baby, let's go get him in Jackson, Mississippi. And as we began to walk through the airport, I saw so many, actually too many to count, and too many for me to tap. But I saw so many of our young sisters in head bonnets, scarves, slippers, pajamas, blankets wrapped around them, and this is how they're showing up to the airport. And it I've been seeing it, not just at the airport, I've been seeing it at the store, at the mall. I've been seeing sisters showing up with these bonnets and headscarves and these slippers. And the question that I'm having to you, my sweet babies, when did we lose pride? (laughs) (laughs) When did we lose pride in ourselves? Because, but you're asking us all of this in case like none of you have seen the video or some of you haven't seen the video monique is uh, positing this um notion to all of us while in her bathrobe she's in her bed you know her, her night robe or whatever no bra on hair slicked up though hair looks cute and she's clearly sitting i think maybe on her bed and she's making this video i i guess that you know she's got lots and lots of followers right so this is going out to hundreds of thousands of people possibly millions of people got a million a million and one followers you've got a million you've got a million followers in your bathrobe and no bra but you want to come and tell us that we shouldn't be going to the airport in slippers and scarves but wait but wait but wait (laughs) but here's the thing Monique is onto something just slightly my thing is this right I feel like when it comes to police and how women dress, I feel like we all need to recognise that that comes from a very violent place. Yes. Right? So let's just not mention Specifically that. black women. Specifically black women, right. But taking what Monique is saying, just zeroing in on that it's just at the airport yeah. or at the store, I do feel like we have... I, I, know, I noticed a trend, well, probably about four or five years ago, where mm. it was like, you know, we were moving in towards, like... You know, like loungewear. Loungewear. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, I had never thought I'd ever see the day where I would leave my house in the durag, but I have been doing it. You know? <laughs> do you know, if you see me at my local Sainsbury's, you will see me my durag and my slides and everything else. However, mm-hmm. I feel like we've taken it maybe one step too far by showing up at airports and maybe even at our children's school. Mm-hmm. You know, in in bonnets. And you know, really, in clothes that you slept in, you've literally just woken up in those clothes. No, no. Slide slippers. But you the know. thing is, how would you know the difference when it comes to loungewear? Really, honestly, how would you know the difference? Unless I have got like a specific pajama type print, and these days a lot of things are looking pajama type print, right? But unless you know that, unless I'm showing up in a freaking bathrobe, right? Um, you don't know if I'm actually in my pajamas. I'm just in loungewear yeah and then i've got my crocs on and i've got my socks on and i've got my glock out (laughs) (laughs) no but but, no seriously then i've got my bonnet on or i've got my headscarf on what is the problem i just feel like people don't like 
black women being comfortable. You just generally don't like women being comfortable, but but black women especially don't like to see other black women being comfortable. Let me tell you something about me. I will wear a tracksuit, okay? I will wear a tracksuit and I will I wear think a there's anything wrong in dressing down. She's She's been quite specific in mentioning that. The, I think her main issue is the bonnets. Yes, but then again with the bonnets, I'm going to be on this flight. Let's take black hair into account. I know that people can have different air, hair textures. The air, you don't have air, right? On a flight, on an aeroplane, you don't actually have air. You have this recycled air that's coming through. That is so dry. Have you not never left the flight and in your throat No, hurts? no, no, I agree. I, you, no, not even your throat. My face is cracking. Okay. It feels dry. Okay, but so I should then get on the flight and leave my hair open to the to those elements, right? And not wear a bonnet that can help keep the, keep the moisture in or wear a bonnet that will keep it in, in place. What are you talking about? She said she's seen them in bonnets. Wait, she said way too many of them to tap. I'm sorry, Auntie Monique. I will fold you like an <laughs> IKEA chair if you tapped me to ask me where is my pride. Oh, girl, you know you would. You'd be like Monique. Me. You'd be like. Monique. I will drag her and I'll bring the camera out and I'll be like, record this as I tell this woman about herself because I let you off about Netflix and when they talked about your attitude. Yes, I agree with you that Oprah didn't treat you the nicest way, but where you are about to fuck all of that up. It's to tap me and tell me where is my pride? Where is my pride? And the thing is, we know the game of airports. We know that if you're hoping to get upgraded, you have to look businessy and all of that stuff. But what if I don't want to get upgraded? What if I've just got a flight and I just want to be comfortable as fuck? Because the leg room in these places is already fucked as it is, unless you're on a business class premium economy or you're in first class so i'm already going to be cramped on the flight should i not be comfortable being there i think we have to have more space for black women to just move through life just it's a different thing if your outfit's dirty fine but if my outfit is not dirty i've got a cute bonnet on i've got a cute headscarf on that's really none of your business and i think that it blows a lot of americans minds as well because sometimes i'll be making my videos um on social media and i have a headscarf on and to them it's just like oh you're out with, with your headscarf, head yeah. because you've taken that to just be like they're only worn in a home because you, when you're out in the world, you don't have... No, I'll have them on wherever I want. i have it on wherever I want. And Monique is of a different generation. Like, you lot had to perform um, um, respectability. Like, the guys that went on the march and they wore a suit the whole time to march. You can wear all the suits that you want. If the police want to fuck you up, they're going to fuck you up, Period. right? And so it's, it's hearkening back to that. Like, where is our pride gone? If we want people to respect us, because she has a second part to that video... And she's like, if you want people to respect you, you have to look the part. No, you should just respect me as I am. I shouldn't have to be giving you six inch heels and an outfit and a dress for you to respect me. Because also that is not comfortable for me. And also let's take into account how slippery the floors are at the airport. But this is the thing though. I, I can wear trainers. Yeah, sure. I, I Look, I can happily live in a world where everyone's wearing bonnets. I don't think it would affect me. But if I'm thinking about how we how you know the trend of loungewear has kind of developed yeah and sports locks and sports locks yeah i do feel like it's gonna just an insane way like look i see people and i don't want to i don't need to comment on anyone's way or whatever but i see people walking around in like you know those um running leggings yeah it's just but it's literally just their casual outfit like they're walking around in run legs they look like they're in active wear yeah they're not active. That's fine. No, that's fine. They're no shaming. They're not active. But you get me. But you're in active wear. So my thing is that like it's become a kind of style. But then that's like, where and all also the... it's also it's, a, it's also a difference in cultures. Like she's referring to these airports where these Americans will be flying flying. You know, Spirit. Yeah. The airline. They'll be flying Spirit Airlines, and they're only flying around like two hours away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But still, they should so, be comfortable. Do you want to wear a corset? So no, no. So that I understand. 
But I feel like I'm coming from standard here. Like, you know, the black girls over here, yes, you see them, like, just like I said, at the Tesco and the Sainsbury's, yeah. but you do not see black girls in bonnets, black, you, black, black British girls yeah. in bonnets in the airport. No. Yeah, because we put it on on the airplane. Fine, yes, you see that works, but the black British girls, they show up and show out when they go to the airport. Yeah, they, but it's because, you, again, what's lay, funny... The, the, the weave is pressed but down. It's, a, it's, again, because they're trying to emulate what they think the American girls are doing, the high-flying girls, the, the runs Fine. girls. They try, Everyone's trying to um, copy somebody else. And I'm just like, do the thing that makes you comfortable. If I know that my flight is definitely... Even when my flight isn't, like, if you ever see me at the um, airport, I'm always wearing, like, um, a jumpsuit, a, um, a very baggy jumpsuit like a jersey material that's i've got loads of them that is what i wear wear my crocs and i've already wrapped my hair because that's just how it's going to be i need to be comfortable i need everything to be intact so i can go about my business and obviously the airport staff will always be like oh we need to feel under your scarf you really don't need to but you just want to do that to be extra but go for your life i just think like Women have had to endure corsets, this, that, this, that. And also we're in the age of Aquarius, right, with where the placements are. Um, I mean, I know that Jupiter will go retrograde and go back to uh, Aquarius for a bit. But I say all of that to say, like, we're entering a time where women are just wanting to be more comfortable in what they wear. And I've seen that evolution even within myself. Like, I would always stay in a heel between the ages of, like, 21, maybe to 20, yeah, to 29. Yeah, a bit younger than that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like where I was constantly, day in, day out, I was in heels. And then suddenly I was just like, no, because I guess when I qualified as a personal trainer, um, I had to wear more, I was out and about in more fitness wear. So then I just, that became incorporated into my everyday wear, right? And doing pole as well. I just needed to be able to change out of things quickly. And actually I just got more comfortable being there, which is funny because... When I initially met my partner, I would he would love wearing baggy, 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 baggy. I was like, uh-uh, what is this? And um, I'd want him to wear more fitted things. And so... Like his Zara clothes. Yeah, so his whole wardrobe changed to all the fitted things as mine moved over yeah, to baggy things. Yeah. And I so that whole... That yeah, so... And you started even wearing the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember. So then... um. So now I look at the LA girls and I even see some of the usually light-skinned girls that emulate it over here when they're wearing the extreme baggy track suits and they wear those very big-looking space boot trainers. Mm. And everyone's moving to somewhere that feels more androgynous. Mm. And I love it for, like, everyone, like, just be comfortable. Do what you want to do. Like, I just don't understand why you see people in the airport and what they're wearing is bothering you. If you want to wear what you wear to go to the airport and then your fanny lips are screaming once you <laughs> sit down because the partition of your jeans are digging into them, then you oh should God. be able to do that. Oh you God. should be able to do that. I don't know how thrush affects you when you pass the age of 50, but you should be able to do what you want to do and leave everybody else out of it, is my thinking, really. I agree. I would. That's Just like I said, I would never walk through the airport and be like, oh my God, what's it like? I do not give a damn. Yeah. But you would not see me looking too lax at the airport. That's what I'm going to say. Like, I, I will look like, yeah, all right, cool. I might have my durag on. Yeah. And, but yeah, I will look like I'm going somewhere at least. Uh, yeah, so. well, um, talking about some, going somewhere to somebody that's going nowhere, Future. Oh, um, right. <laughs> Violet. Future mentioning Laurie Harvey in, um, or mentioning Steve Harvey, but in relation to Laurie Harvey in his new song. I just, is there, a, is there an ex of um, Futures that he likes? The future is just a disgrace <laughs> in that sense. Like I just think he's just I would so I would toxic. I can't imagine being with someone yet and then knowing that they've just been ridden. They've just been 
community day. Like, and look, and this is not even slut shaming, but just no, no. Good, but I feel like when we we have to recall yeah, it but, what it is. But you know what it is? I feel like with 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 people like Future, like the people that they've been with, they're so there. Yeah, you get what I mean? It's yeah. like you're in the sea. They're yeah. so there, and also I think about how these women even respect themselves. So he's with a he's got a new girlfriend now, Desti or whatever you want to call her. Okay, she kind of raps a little bit. You're, you've been with her for a while now. How are you still talking about your ex, Lori Harvey? Why? Oh. Still mentioning Lori Harvey. Mentioning Steve Harvey when Steve Harvey's got nothing to do with it. Him and his rectangular shiny suit. He's just in the corner. He didn't even want her to date you in the first place. Did you know, fun fact, that's not even his biological no, it's daughter. Not, it's yeah. Not, yeah. They, she's got his name. And yeah. I find quite interesting. Because he but, would have adopted her when, you know. Well, maybe. But look, I just think Future needs to... He needs to hang it up for that screen. If I want it, if we're talking about future's <laughs> career, yeah, but like his career is kind of falling off a little bit because there's only so much toxic shit I can listen to. Like the man, them were loving it because they felt like he was singing for them. Like he, you know, like they're two sides of the same coin. Drake sings for them, and Future sings for them. You know, mm. and then eventually they started going. I don't actually want Future to sing for but me I think anymore. It's different. Drake is the guy that people like. Drake aspi- is toxic. Too. Yeah, no, Drake is toxic, but Drake is different. Where it's like men aspire to be like Drake yeah he's sweet boy toxic yeah with future people men feel like they are future now (laughs) yeah I mean and that's the that's you see it in some men where it's like "Mm, okay behave yourself you don't have the money to be doing exactly right now exactly exactly so I think you haven't paid your council tax haven't paid your council tax (laughs) stop that immediately your son you're ignoring him right and your baby mum you're ignoring them but you're in Morocco but you'll say mask off yeah if you don't put that mask back on right walking around with your lips (laughs) (laughs) walking around with your your Louis V wash bag As if it's <laughs> this Louis V washbag will never gonna. We're never gonna let it go. I just feel like it's the perfect. Walking insult. around in your Louis V washbag, picking you the shit. Bag. Yes, just talking shit and saying that you agree with everything Future says. Like Future has no future. Like he's a mess. He's future an is mess. Future is an absolute. And also, guys, people forget he's a drug addict. Yeah, and the reason that he hates Laurie now or dislikes her and what feels the need to mention her in the song is because she's literally the womb that got away. Like, he doesn't leave... The women don't... You know, he doesn't leave a situation until he's impregnated that situation. So for Laurie to get gifts from him, take pictures with him and leave him unimpregnated, vexed. Yeah. Absolutely vexed because at least he likes to know that you've got one of his offspring so he has, um, you know, um, access to you and at the same time he'll be insulting you there. But also it's very interesting how things play out and like the image that we have of Laurie because he claims right that Laurie was begging him to stay yeah he claims that Laurie was begging him and crying him to crying for him to stay and you know she's moved on or she maybe she's settling with Michael B. Jordan I don't even necessarily feel let like... my friends let my loved ones settle with Michael B. Jordan <laughs> if that's settling Lord I don't want to know prospering <laughs> because she settled with someone who's handsome rich good career Better than you, not like just literally, literally better than you in every way. No, doesn't present him present himself like a fuck boy. Talented at what he does, although you are talented at what you do. But minds his business, wears cute clothes, and just minds his business, and just doesn't talk shit about women. Right, and doesn't get involved. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't know I Michael don't, B. Jordan personally. Yeah, and I don't. I don't even feel like him and Laurie are even a thing. I don't even think they're actually having sex. No, I really don't. No. Like, they're just so wholesome. Yeah, I just yeah. So so manicured, so well put, put together. together. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, 
I, don't I feel like they dap each other. I just feel like when they finish their photo shoots, they're like, "Oh, it was really great. Yeah, yeah. Catch you next week. Yeah. All right, cool." And yeah. I feel like he helps her do her like helps her do her makeup sometimes, or like you know <laughs> sprays the glue on her wig cap. I can see that he yeah. seems attentive in that way yeah. because he believes in the power of the universe. That, that, he said that in an interview oh, he said that gonna, he literally said that in an interview I was, I was watching him live and he was just like and I just like I love the power of the universe and I just believe in manifesting all the LA guys are like that and they'll be manifesting wahala for your life mm-hmm. but um, yeah they're just very I even forgot about them I didn't see them post for a bit and then they popped up again I was like oh you're still yeah, doing still that performance yeah. that's lovely okay, interesting cute future is just yeah I just I think he's just a, he's a bit embarrassing. Really. He's very embarrassing. He's so like, cringe. Like I feel secondhand cringe. embarrassment. To think that that you the court has to order you to <laughs> see your child, and that you've got it's. I think we laugh about it too much. You guys, he, these men have too many children that they, they they. It's not even like you have ten children with two women. You have like ten children with ten women. Yeah. You physically cannot keep up with your kids yeah. you can't you can't you can't um, so like even when we're talking about being a good dad how are you going to be a good dad no, how and then you've got capable. them spread out in the, all over america yeah he's not capable he's you could be doing not. a random tour somewhere and it's like oh have i got a kid here you know let me check let me check the kid finder right yeah could oh, you just scan can you yeah can <laughs> you just scan this local area and see if i have a child here that would be oh that's another title the kid finder anyway um Another person that's wayward, Bow Wow, Shad Moss, as we um, also know him as. Um, I think the person that he's recently impregnated has come forward and said that he's been moving mad and, you know, he's not showing any support and blah, 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 blah. So he jumped on socials and he said, well, I don't even know her like that. Um, I don't even have a picture that's been taken with me next to her. So I don't know why she's calling my name. The mother of Bow Wow's newborn baby shares that she is currently battling with postpartum depression post-partum and depression. her fallout with the rapper. Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bow Wow, then comments, not my fucking problem. Oh. Go get you a man who cares. Oh. I barely know the girl. I don't even have a photo with the girl. Let that hurt go. Let that hurt go. And this is and what, Like she doesn't have a whole child. For you, that's number one. But shockingly, she's admitted to she's battling with postpartum depression. Like this and is that's the problem. A serious thing. Exactly, and you can only make a comment like that if you don't really recognize the, the severity, severity yeah. of postpartum depression. That's how you can be laughing at it. And look, and this is why it's like what happens is that these lousy dads will let the their let these women you know raise their children until their age of about six seven yeah and i'm saying that because that's what he's doing now with his other yeah, daughter yeah, yeah. the cute daughter who is manages who is a talent yeah you know she can do so much and whatever that's when he will start did give a shit about of, her before no yeah. no no yeah. but that's when you start posting pictures yeah. of her doing daddy and daughter yeah, do you yeah. know what i mean that's what I'm they girl do. dad i'm a girl, I'm a girl dad. dad fuck you right that's what they do because some of these kids will never able to appreciate just how dead beat yeah and terrible <laughs> their, their dads were and then but something we see actually the first child we've seen it with is 50 cents kid yeah i have some thoughts about him but still we see that children can grow up to resent yes their celebrity parents regardless yeah. of how much money that they, they got have, yeah because i remember the fuck shit that you did and, right. and i'm not going to pretend that i don't know right because you're used to misogynoir you're used to the people you know the children taking the dad's side and be like oh no i'm sure he wanted to be 
there for me and it was you you evil witch that you stopped him and no. it's actually like no your dad's just a fucking idiot yes um and i think that's the best thing that the, these baby bumps can do don't even say anything to the child just fully expose them to what the dad is like yes do you know what yes. I mean? just don't hide anything yeah. away and i think that's the problem the baby moms want to you know oh no i still want you to respect your dad i'm not going to tell you this tell you that no, no tell them everything. tell them everything tell them everything so no i just can't believe that somebody would say that like she's suffering from postpartum depression and you said i don't give a shit don't give a shit she's probably trying to get money off me i don't care don't even know her like that don't even have a picture with her you're thinking that you sound like a bad man but actually you sound like a fucking idiot you sound like so a you, wild animal you went and had a child with somebody that you don't even know like that that's what you're telling us at like your big big age you don't know like that oh, don't care about her i don't care about picture. her like that but you've brought her life in the world together you're a useless individual and i want and you know usually i say short men are devils but future's tall future's tall <laughs> So that means that at this point, it's not anything to do with height. So I can only go with this, the tightness of jeans because I just need an explanation as to what is going on here. And clearly the explanation is, of course, patriarchy, but it's just absolutely sickening because demons come in every height. That's clear to me now. Comes in every height and comes in every pranani. Yes. I never had nobody show me all the things that you, you can know, show me in a special way. When you hold me, we're gonna always be together, baby. That's what you told me, and I believe it because I never had nobody do me like you. If I, if there's one thing I like you for, Bow Wow, it's that song. Because literally, that that taught me breath control. Yeah, I even yeah. took a breath during that. And I love that they maybe put him on a stool when he was in the elevator with Sierra because they need to get them in the same shop. Don't know how she ever did that. Like, <laughs> oh, short guy. Oh god. What a short guy. Anyway, that's that for <laughs> that's that for so you mad. So let's jump into straw of the week, aka suck your mum. Be right back. Ooh. Now you know, as one would expect, I would usually cuss Boris Johnson at this time. Boris Alexandra Johnson, or is it Alexander? I'd usually cuss uh, cuss him at this time. But you know, I want to see how he's rushed marriage suddenly to Carrie Simmons is going to play out, especially after what um, has transpired with what Dominic Cum um, Cummings has shared with us of all the things that were said and all the things that were done by Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock. But, you know, let's just wait to see that play out so I can cuss him thoroughly. Um, but, yeah, we'll put that to the side. So the first straw of the week, a.k.a. Suck Your Mum, goes out to Germany for their wayward apology to Namibia, the people of Namibia, um, for genocide, the genocide that they committed there. Um, over a number of years we want to say from 1900s but actually it started from about the um, 1800s so yeah it's just wild that now they're saying that they want to issue a formal apology what's funny to me is that a lot of the things that they did they did before the holocaust so but you've apologized for the holocaust but it took you this long to decide that you're going to apologize to the people of namibia for colonizing their land we've been talking talking a lot about colonization and the and the violence of it and i think that that's what gets me when we're talking about colonization we throw around the word colonizer to like insult people or whatever but we don't actually take time to deep the true severity of colonization mainly because these countries these former colonial powers, we say former very loosely, they try to hide all the things that they've done because they've burnt documents. They've done this, they've done that. They've all tried to rebrand like all of those waste guys that some of you follow on, it, um, on Twitter. They try to rebrand and come 
with a whole new persona but actually you need to explain to us how you got here how did you get these riches how did all of these things happen how did all of these white people miraculously appear in south africa in kenya in nigeria in order where how how did that happen tell us the story but you don't want to talk okay then so it says here um that um yeah for, generally they try to come out first with that they just wanted to issue an apology and people are like no open your fucking purse is what you're gonna do don't open come your with purse you. open your purse so it says here um they've agreed to um 1.1 berlin has agreed to 1.1 billion euros in development aid for namibia but said no claims for compensation could arise from the agreement you can fuck off telling me that you're you're gonna apologize but i can't claim any sort of restitution from your apology uh, or any kind of reparation from your um, apology is bullshit. That's not then really an apology, is it? Right. It says here, right, Germany has for the first time recognised the colonial era atrocities against the Herero and Nama people in modern-day Namibia as genocide and um, agreed to pay 1.1 billion euros in aid. Between 1904 and 1908, German colonial troops killed, tortured and displaced tens of thousands of Herero and, N and Nama after the tribes rose up against colonial rule. So I need you to deep this because sometimes some of you like to say, I'm not my ancestors. If it was me, I was going to do da, 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 da. Again, because of the way that history has been rewritten, you think that your people did not fight back. They fought the fuck back, but they got killed, you know, en masse also. Because they, when you have so much gunpowder, you can do a lot of damage. Yeah. So it goes on to say, um, historians have described the massacres as the first genocide of the 20th century and Germany and Namibia have been negotiating since 2015 over an, ag uh, an agreement that would see Berlin apologise and offer financial support. We will now officially refer to these events um, for what they are from today's perspective, a genocide. German Foreign Minister Heiko Maas said in a statement Friday, in light of the historical and moral responsibility of Germany, we will ask Namibia and the descendants of the victims for forgiveness. Loretta says they never got that forgiveness. Because <laughs> I'm hopeful. Yes, I am. But I'll fuck you up one day. <laughs> I'll take these euros and use it. <laughs> but the memories don't go away. Nope. Right. He added... <laughs> That in a gesture to recognise the immense suffering inflicted on the victims, the German government had agreed to fund projects related to reconstruction and development. This is also another thing that pissed me off, motherfucker. Fuck you. You're not going to tell me what the fuck I'm going to use the money on. That you're agreeing that I'll use it for reconstruction and redevelopment. What exactly does that mean? Give me the money and I will use it how oh, I do see fit. Yes. Fuck off. Um, they say um, it amounts to 1.1 billion euros a sum that according to the multiple media reports will be paid over what 30 years no 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 what kind of <laughs> what kind of 30 year payment plan are you being serious is this Klarna? is this Klarna? <laughs> you will run that money back in one bulk payment one bulk payment what's 1.1 billion to you you and your German cars. What's 1.1 billion to you? You can pay that right now. There's no problem for you to pay how, that how, right now. How do you say sorry and then work out a plan that's only convenient <laughs> for you? Do you get what I mean? How do you say, okay, I am sorry. 1.1 billion I'm, over 30 years. It's not even enough. So look, I'm sorry for the genocide, but I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Okay, so I can pay you in a payment plan over. Is this council tax that you, that you haven't paid for ages and then you're paying back? But let me tell you, 15 years into the payments, 
they're going to maybe do some restructuring or they're going to find that budget is doing something and they're going to say, actually, we're just going to stop paying. And that's exactly what people that's have been exactly saying. What that's exactly do. what people have been saying, that you wanted to spread it over 30 years because after year two, you're, you're going to stop. stop. And no one will do, they wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to get enough traction to get people exactly. to line it up because exactly. you've already, do you know what I mean? It's already gone now. Klarna for reparations. Wow. Can wow. you imagine? They need to. They need the to. Girls are, the girls are paying off ASOS in one go, but you, <laughs> you, you want to use Klarna for reparation of You're genocide. Joking it's joking It's so audacious as well, because me personally, I'd want to pay that shit immediately. Like, here's your 1.1 billion euros. I am so, so sorry. I feel like I should be giving you more, but can we just start here? Here you go. But you are going, oh, look, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry that your family died. I'm sorry that your parents died. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be your friend and I'm not going to pay. <laughs> That's literally what they're doing. That's literally what they're doing. Oh. Says here, the statement notably avoids the term reparations and I think that's also important again because how is it that you're saying that you recognise it as genocide you're willing to offer an apology ask for forgiveness but you refuse to refer to this thing as reparations because you know that you're not paying the reparations because if you were paying the reparations it would be more Way than more fucking 1.1 billion euros yes also if you use the word reparations it puts pressure on everybody else oh. to start handing that shit out oh, okay okay then goes on to say, must underline that this funding did not open the door to legal claims for compensation. So again, we know that we've done all of this shit. We'll give you this money over 50, uh, 30 years, but none of you bitches should come to us for more because we're not saying that we're liable because that's what it does. The moment that you admit to reparations in that way or you've, you're liable. Yeah. People they're doing be coming it. forever and ever and ever and I know, ever. I know how they're doing it. They're, they've they've done this in a way where it's more of like a goodwill gesture. Yes. Like we didn't need to. We didn't need like to. If you really want us to fight it, we could fight yeah, it, but yeah. we just think we look better yeah. doing it this but way. But what did you give to the survivors of the Holocaust? I would really like to know because that was also a genocide. In fact, it was because of what happened in the Holocaust that we actually even had the term genocide as a thing, right? right? So when we know that this predates what happened in Namibia, people often forget to talk about that the atrocities that were committed during the Holocaust, the concentration camps, the gas chambers, guess where they tested it out first? Namibia. Namibia was where they tested it out first. And before that, we can even talk about the um, the Boer War um, that was happening, um, again, around South Africa. So before any of this was ever brought to Europe, it was tested in Africa first. And still to today, we have not smelt justice because everyone pretends like it didn't happen. We act as if the first atrocities that Europe committed, especially people like Germany, uh, countries like Germany, France, um, Netherlands, Britain... We act as if, oh, you know, those things just, you know, just happened. Germany, you want to, you can, you can acknowledge what's happened and what you did to the Jews, because especially since Jews now have access to be racialized as white, but we know that they weren't always racialized in that way and they've suffered. Um, Well, you know, white Jews can be referred to to in that way, but black Jews are still facing even more um, or intersectional, um, what's it, um, oppressions. But I say all of that to say, like, all of our struggles are interlinked, yeah? And so if you can recognise what happened at the Holocaust or during the Holocaust and for the number of years that it happened during the Holocaust and you know that till today you have to keep apologising, why the fuck do you think that that would not apply for the places that you actually went and inflicted that that violence first and for longer? Why? Why? It really, Germany, like, I don't think you get told enough because, again, you're trying to revamp your image and you've got your memorials. So, okay, so in Berlin, again, you've got your memorials for what happened during the Holocaust. Is it because it happened, bank, in your town? 
and Namibia happened on the continent of Africa that you have the memorials. I want to see memorials popping up as well for the Namibian genocide. I want to yep. see that as well. Yeah. In Berlin. That's where I want to see it. Yeah. Because again, you've tried to revamp your image. So you're getting out of certain situations where people aren't realizing that, you know, you've done quite a lot and actually done a lot of evil, a lot of evil, but the evil still continues to today because there are white people living in Namibia that refuse to give up land that was stolen. Mm -hmm. They refuse to give up um, the the societal power that they have that was stolen. Mm -hmm. And all of that is a direct result of the the atrocities that you committed in what we now know to be Namibia. You committed that. So a mere sorry at 1.1 billion euros isn't going to change anything when the actual societal structure that's now been created in that country can't be overridden. Mm-hmm. And still suffering. And still suffering. So um, for those who didn't know, I posted an excerpt from um, an article that David Olusoga, 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 what he wrote um, about the, um, concentration camps and how they were first tested in Namibia. I posted a Guardian article for people to go and educate themselves because sometimes they think that you're just talking out of nowhere when it's actually like, nah, for them to have such a smooth operation, quote unquote, for what they did, Auschwitz and all them places, they needed to have known that it worked somewhere else mm-hmm. first. So um, the excerpt that I posted says, what took place in Namibia between 1904 and 1908 horribly prefigured the crimes of the century that followed. The German army with the complicity of colonial administrators, bureaucratic death-bound killers, exterminated thousands of men, women and children in concentration camps. They transported their victims to those camps in cattle trucks and used labour and hunger to kill. Exactly what we saw happen everywhere you know, else during the Holocaust. So brazen were they that the ledgers in which the deaths of the prisoners were recorded came with the column, cause of death, pre-printed with the phrase, death through exhaustion, bronchitis, heart disease, or scurvy. So it wasn't even individually written. It was already like, that's how they're going to die. Done. Um, All of this 30 years before the Nazis even came into power. So again, you lot love to talk about, well, you know, it was the Nazis that did it. It was the Nazis that did it. Everybody start telling the fucking truth about your history. All of you colonial powers start telling the fucking truth about your histories while sucking your mothers, okay? Because as much as you love to blame the Nazis, yes, the Nazis came in and they ramped it up with their fuckery. Germany, you were already doing that. You were already, you were literally already doing that. So don't act like, oh, it all starts at the point that the, point that the Nazis came in. Um, it says here, the facts are so shocking, the parallels so obvious and the wall of denial so high that back then I found it impossible to envisage that Germany would ever come to terms with what her forces had done in Africa. And if we've still got Holocaust deniers, sure as hell, you're going to get people oh, that doubt, say, doubt. you'll get people that say, oh, what happened in Namibia was this and it was that and it wasn't truly that serious and wasn't really a genocide. And why with, does Germany need to pay anything now? Even with Holocaust deniers, I'm just like, are you guys being not that i've ever met one but are you being serious yeah that you could possibly and there's even like politicians yeah 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 happy to stand on a worldwide stage and say that the holocaust didn't didn't happen happen, you fucking cunts wow meanwhile the actual fucking concentration camps are right there right right there footage it's like saying the world that we've actually got people that say slavery didn't happen even though the plantations are right there Mm. So I don't I don't know what what more to tell you. 
Well, there's no way we can deny that one. Right? So, um, all I can say is that, you know, there are actually black people that deny slavery. I remember running into one black guy in Peckham and he was just like, oh, do you know that the truth about slavery is that they literally only took like 100 people. But, you know, they tried to make it out like it was more. But actually, no, they just brainwashed all of us um, through this um, thing. It's like a filament that you find in a kettle. And made us believe that they were more. But actually, if you look at it, there weren't more than 100 people that they took. Look, if there were only 100 <laughs> people that they took, it was his ancestors that they took, which is why he's so stupid. Literally, if there was only 100 slaves, it was him, his ancestors. They were. They took them. Fucking idiot. I was just like, what are you talking about? What? It's like they played with the numbers. They're playing with us because they want us to believe that we're all... So how did black people get in America? That's it. He said, no, that they'd already travelled there. Oh, God, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Oh my god! I said, oh, but it, make, it does actually make you think, though. Like, where would we be without like storytelling, without memory, without all, all history, of those? Yeah. All, like, it's just it's very strange because it is it is true. Sometimes you hear things happening in history, and you're like, did that really happen? Yeah. Like even even like how going back to the story about the finding the native children, like how they're able to record all of that, the time, yeah, the yeah. fact that they all went to this school, the name of the school, it's yeah. just. Ooh, really it's weird. really History chilling really it's really thing. chilling and that's why i feel like my podcast um is out here doing what needs to be done because at least somebody can listen back in i don't know 30 years time and be like oh well she did talk about that on this day and then her brother joined her and they did talk about that on this day so the thing is we're still trying to document in one shape or form because otherwise everything disappears into yes, the ether yes. and people could just make up an entirely new history. I say slaves, there was only 100 slaves. <laughs> right. But it's so funny because we laugh at that, but in 30 years' time, that could be conceivable. That yeah, could be a yeah, thing. Yeah. And people would be like, why are you talking about slavery and, ra- and racism when that didn't happen? They were literally only took 100 people. And while that was terrible, it literally was only 100. <laughs> literally so. only 100 <laughs> so. I it with that inflection only 100 <laughs> so it's very very scary I was going to go into um, the last straw of the week being Timbuktu Global a white owned company from Lancashire that decided to trademark the word Yoruba but actually I feel like that story has been talked about a lot over the last week um, so we all kind of know what happens there but white people stop trademarking things that refer to the histories of other people and yes it is cultural appropriation because there are some of you black intellectuals that love to be contrarians and say that it's not cultural appropriation because somebody's um you know um welsh is trademarked uh, and this is trademarked and that is trademarked and you always come in as a black person that's always trying to fuck up the argument mm. but i don't know why you like to do that but you're a very wayward guy yeah. anyway so you can suck your mother Please. but um in a general sense, Timbuktu Global, I know that they locked their pages. Maybe they've opened it now because they were getting flogged online. Rightly so, because then you're talking about, oh, well, we've protected this trademark for five years um, at the cost of, you know, thousands of pounds. Don't care. Really don't care. Don't care. I don't care if you've lost money and I don't care that your grandma died. And I'm really sorry that your grandma died, but I don't want to be your friend. It's really we should have just had that as a soundbite. <laughs> yeah. We should have just had that. I wish we'd found it. Because honestly, I don't care how much you spend. I don't care. I don't care how much you spend. Don't give a shit. Because you should not have gone and trademarked the word Yoruba in the first, in Never, the first place. Ever. And then... Even Timbuktu Global that you call yourself, you say that Timbuktu is a fictional place. On your website, they said that Timbuktu is a fictional place of the imagination and we create create this um, travel wear that's fleecy and this and that and this and that. 
And that is the problem with cultural appropriation. And just as we were saying now, you're rewriting history. Mm-hmm. So 30 years from now, somebody will be like, yeah, Timbuktu wasn't even a real place. And, yeah. you know, Mali, fuck that shit. Don't know what you're on about. Yeah. And they'll say it with conviction. Yeah, because it was just jackets. It was literally just jackets. And then Yoruba, oh, it was the name of a smoothie. So, you know, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> I would literally, uh, I would decompose immediately. So... You know, that's why it's important. And a black woman is asking you, can you stop? Can I trademark the word that I want to trademark? I think she wanted to trademark Eurobar stars or something. So can I trademark that? No, you have to pay us to use the trademark. So I, as a black person, have to pay you for the trademark. You can all go suck your mothers. I feel like you've been dealt with enough. But also you people, and the worst part is that you don't even listen to this podcast. But there are some of you that will follow me on social media, especially um, Instagram have clearly don't pay attention to this podcast don't really pay attention to my stories and then you'll start tagging me in this story i got tagged so many times kelechi come and see this come and see white people moving mad who told you that i need you to tag me who told you and then when i ask you why did you tag me in this somebody somebody else will come and answer maybe they wanted you to raise awareness of it you could go fuck off too you little smelly cunt yeah fuck off too don't tag me and shit you go and talk about it yourself and leave me alone because tomorrow, tomorrow, if my head gets hot and I deactivate my Instagram, deactivate my Twitter and don't record the podcast, I'll see where you'll all be. OK, so especially as podcast listeners, when you see them doing that, I need you to drag them. OK, full permission to drag the fuck out of them, because only that way will they learn to stop tagging me and shit. Anyway, that's that for this week of um, so um, so, so mad. of Say Your Mind. Right. So um, S.Y.M. officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck, suck your mom. I have been Kalechi Okafor. With me, Sadiq. And yeah, we've had a great time. You can follow me on at Kalechi Okafor, at Say Your Mind Pod. And you can support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. You can send your letters to S.Y.M. at Kalechi Okafor.com. You can follow me both on Twitter and Instagram at Sadiq O-J-N. And that's that. See you later. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani Womanist. Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are go sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.